And we're live. Dave, people are going to be sick of listening to you. This is, what, the 10th time you've been on now at this stage? First time on Off The Lead, but not the first time we've done a podcast together. What was the name of the first podcast? Or what was the name of the podcast before we What's started? the fucking story podcast? What's the fucking story <laughs> podcast? That was a good name. It was, yeah, yeah. There's lads yeah. out there, the, the, What's the Story has been taken, I think, has it? Yeah, yeah. And they do a lot of MMA stuff and that as well. I think the first one, when we were doing it, we were saying... Uh, that's how we started off. It was like, well, what's the fucking story? <laughs> it just went from there then. That was when, Dave, because I'm, at, I'm at recording the Off The Lead ones officially for six months. Yeah. So that was what? Is that October or something? I'm thinking, I was trying to think if Summer was born then. So she's 10 months now and I think it was before then. So I'd say it's probably a year ago. Yeah. Because I remember it was just coming into the summer. So probably was around this time last year. Yeah, no, it would have been, yeah. yeah, so about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. There, there, about the day, actually. Yeah. So a perfect time for now recap. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as I was, like, this isn't the first time we've had these conversations, and loads of people are going to say, when are you going to do Frano's podcast? Like, and, you know, I'm really enjoying them and getting loads about them, and how come you're not doing them? And I said, me and Frano have these conversations all the time. Like, you know, we just don't have them in front of mics, or we don't record them, and... um, People are kind of trying to get more information on to, you know the stuff that we do and the stuff that we kind of talk about and stuff and said look we'll eventually get around and we'll do it like so finally here today and we're both tired we're both just explaining or exchanging baby stories there or babies not sleeping properly stories so we're both tired today but I'm sure it'll come we, across we, pretty good we, we'll get through it <laughs> um, it's mad because I think a lot of people have the conversations that we have not by no means the majority, but I think there's an awful lot of people out there who are having these conversations, relatively meaningful conversations. I think most people have a friend. They might only bump into them every so often, but I think most people have someone that they get a little deep with. And I think the the general population are kind of deprived of those conversations. That's mm. the beauty of recording them and kind of listening listening in on, on other people's kind yeah. of conversations. Yeah, like I suppose we have like we have a good circle of friends that we kind of often have these sort of conversations or have deep kind of meaningful conversations all the time. Like, but if you only have one person that you're talking to that way, you're not really you're having good conversations with each other, but it's always going to be around the same things, and oftentimes it's going to be in the pub. You know, it's just the the way people meet these days, and you know, there's like two lads don't really go for for dinner or go for a cup of coffee together that often more likely you're going to go do you want to go to the pub we have a few pints and have a chat then and maybe after four or five pints that's when you get into some sort of conversation after you've gone through the didn't Liverpool do well yesterday or the whatever the meaningless conversation is before that and then you get into it we often come in and straight away you know (laughs) we're into what do you think of I know Sam Harris's latest podcast with such and such and what he thought about this and straight away we're into that sort of conversation where I don't think like there are enough people having those conversations that it tends to be around drinking and and stuff like that. So you're you're not going to get that good of a meaningful conversation. Particularly if you're in a group, you can't have a conversation like that. It has to be either two on one or one on one sort of thing. You know. It's funny. I was chatting to a girl there recently, um, Lynn Murta, mm. and I was chatting to her about a recent podcast that I did with Donald Cuff and a couple of other ones, but the, the similarities between herself and Donald is she has two kids who are are on the spectrum, who, who are autistic. Mm. Now, my understanding of it is that they are, 
far, far, far further down that spectrum on the you know on the on the not the ideal side, mm. call it than 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 Donald's uh, young lad. And she mentioned the possibility of not just coming on, but coming on with her husband Darren. Mm. And I said, yeah, great. You know, if if either one of you want to come on or both of you want to come on, great to have you. It's a topic that needs to be kind of discussed a bit more openly. And they're a lot further on down that autistic uh, rabbit hole yeah. purely because their their kids are that bit older than than uh, Donald's lad. And herself only actually asked me this morning, would I get on, you know, two guests at the same time? And even that, like, whatever about Darren and Lynn, because they're married, they're kind of, they're a unit. Mm. So it's it's me talking to a, legally. a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, they're essentially yeah. one, one person to a degree. But when you get two people in to talk to, that's difficult. And like you're saying, like, yeah. more than two is difficult. But even three is, it's not impossible, but I think... Far, far harder to have a proper conversation. You go to four, fucking forget yeah, about it. Yeah, and there's usually yeah. four or five or maybe six and that's lads when, down the pole. And that's when it turns into banter then. Because you yes. can only have them sort of banter conversations and slagging people because everyone gets that and it's easy to do. Like, you know, but like I'd often see, like, if you go with, go go for a few pints with a, a few lads, how'd you get on the weekend, blah, 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 the usual kind of conversations. Go for a few pints with one guy and you'll have far more conversation with that one guy or girl or whatever it is than you would with a, with a group like because I think when you're in that group environment it's not conductive to good conversations and that's why it just ends up in slagging matches most of the time you know I think that the more people that are there the more bland your conversation has to be to be kind of all acceptable like yeah. acceptable. why is that why do you think that is because I think when you're speaking to an individual you can it's, I don't know it's just more kind of honed it's more the conversation is more bespoke it's it's like anything. It's like if if you were to uh, if you were in a band and you wanted to sell you know millions of CDs or fucking mm. downloads or whatever it is, you'd make your music acceptable to a, a much wider audience. Yeah, which makes it kind of bland and yeah, true, and, a bit yeah. Meh. and you're just going for beats per minute and you know please everybody type yeah. of stuff. But if you're writing a song or you know having a conversation with an individual, it's a lot more kind of tailored. So maybe. Maybe there's that element of Yeah. I think the banter thing is very important as well though, because if there was four or five lads down the pub and you're having a deep and meaningful conversation, one of them says something, maybe one of them goes outside their comfort zone slightly and maybe exposes a little bit of themselves. It just takes one lad, Oh, you would yeah, say yeah, that yeah, you yeah, big yeah, 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 Or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you know, you would say that you yeah. with your fucking you know so it, it, whatever. So you're not going to come out with that sort of thing, you're gonna go uh, and then not say it then like you know, so that's why the conversations don't really tend to be most of the time anyway I'm sure like there are lads that go out and have good conversations like that but I think it's it's coming more and more like the people are trying to get those conversations through the likes of podcasts and, and kind of um, online kind of presentations through TED Talks and stuff like that and trying to get information and conversation that way rather than down the pub you know so off the lead and what it's doing and you know the whole podcast medium is hugely important to people's conversation abilities and be able to you know kind of get their thoughts straight on stuff like you know because you can't like if you could go down to someone's house and have a chat with them and go what do you think about xyz whatever topic you want generally you you don't do that or you can't do it or both people don't have the time or you might do it very occasionally but you can listen to five podcasts a day and, and get so much more information through that sort of medium 
through just listening to other people have conversations basically what what it is most of the time you know yeah and as well the difference between the the podcast medium and and you know meeting up with someone if i if i sit down to someone for 5 minutes and we start chatting and for whatever reason i don't like them i can't just go right lad i'm actually not really enjoying this you know yeah, fuck off yeah. i'm going to talk to someone else but with a podcast that's exactly what you yeah. can do you can kind of go oh, i'm not really digging this you change to another one yeah so what what have you found then? Like so for obviously for I've listened to all of the the podcasts so far and probably one of the first guests that has been able to to listen to everything because I obviously saw it from the ground up and was able to listen to Beef and my brother Paul and all them coming all on at the very start. But the um, so I've been getting those conversations, been able to listen to them. So I've been able to talk to you about them afterwards and stuff like that as well. Um, what have you found, I suppose, the like to be the best part of having a podcast or having this sort of medium? Is it that you're getting to have these conversations all the time and learning more, or what do you think it is? Uh, it's hard to it's hard to give just one answer. I, I, I what I'll do is I'll start as best I can rhyming off stuff because there's no there's been no one thing like yeah whatever loads, comes to mind yeah. loads of things. Um, before I started the podcast, if you picked up my phone and went into my WhatsApp, there was herself, you, Patter. You know, I'm running out of names that mm. would have been in the last six months on my fucking yeah. WhatsApp, you know, feed Multiple or probably, wall or whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it. You know, two or three, ten people fucking tops. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. now, like even just this morning, Ivor texted me to say that he listened to um, Michael... Uh, Thompson's yes, podcast yeah, yeah, yesterday yeah. saying that really enjoyed it your man seems like a gent and he's going to place an order for his the protein bar crowd that he mentioned you yeah. actually mentioned yeah. him yourself Origin, Origin Protein Origin yeah. Protein so for people who don't know I have um, myself and previous guests of yours Graham Mackin past have, guest uh, and friend of the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, have uh, a bike and run shop in Trim on the Navin Road there in Trim, so just behind Supermax there. It's called Spun Cycle, Spun Run. Ten minutes is all it took him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and there's no discount for off the lead. <laughs> what? 75 10%, 10 10%. <laughs> and that's about it. But, um, yeah, so I was just actually texting Graham yesterday and just said, geez, I was listening to the podcast yesterday and the guy mentioned these um, clean protein bars. Because we have some companies that do protein bars but they're as he was saying they're not clean like they are full of bulking agents and you know we try to keep stuff and particularly the nutrition side of things to be nutritional like you know to not be you know the junk food chocolate, bar, chocolate bars yeah yeah or just taking out some of the sugar and bulked up with something else so we're going to give give those guys a shout down there and, and carry and see if we can uh, just get a few boxes off them and, and see how it goes and, and start selling them up here. I know they're mainly based in Kerry, um, so I'm sure they'll jump at the chance to try and get into a sports shop up in, in, in Mead. So I'll give them a shout. But that's the, the beauty of, like, if you didn't have that conversation with him, I wouldn't have heard of them and I wouldn't have put in the, the order for, for a few boxes. And, you know, I'm sure if it goes well, we'll it'll be a continuous thing, you know. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's, again, like, that's one of the things that I would would have mentioned because the, the kind of tagline to accompany the podcast is you know provoking conversations and initiating change and I think a lot of people take that as meaning that they have to kind of sort their life out and they have to kind of change the world mm. and they have to do all these kind of mad and grandiose things but if it's you guys changing your supplier from you know 
some generic Mars owned company yeah. that's made in God knows where to lads down the country in Ireland. Do you know like I know yeah. like that, that's that's in like an like I I haven't even asked them what the price is. So the price yeah, yeah. the price doesn't even matter. You know? I hope he doesn't listen to this now. Before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. Your order goes in. But like it doesn't it doesn't really matter because people will will be happy. Like we'd be far more happy to sell someone a cleaner product if it's fifty cent more expensive. But it's probably going to be the same price. Yeah, well, it has you know? to be kind of competitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and people will pay more for for a cleaner product anyway. But again, they're Irish. They're clean. They're you know they're sourcing as much Irish stuff as as they can as well, so like it ticks all the boxes and like we want to be able to do that like and we want to be able to use companies like that, but I suppose it's hard for for them and for us to find each other as well like you know there kind of needs to be and there probably is like just a, even a website where you know, you go on and you can, well, I suppose you can just Google it, I suppose. I could have just went on to Irish Source. Y- you could have, but we don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, it needs to, like, if I had heard of him f- two years ago, I would have got him in two years ago. You yeah, know, it's yeah, just, it, it takes time to, to, to people, I suppose, to get their all their name out there and to, to be able to sort out a distribution channel. But, like, there's definitely demand out there for, for clean products. Like, and Mars do have, like Mars protein bars and Snickers protein bars that taste the same as Mars and Snickers protein bars and Bounty and Twix and everything, but they've put in more um, protein and, and taken out a bit more. But it's obviously like in, when you're tasting it, it's like it's it tastes good and people like it and people use it and we stock it because people want it. But it's basically it's tastes like the offruns of all of the the natural or the not the natural but the the usual Mars bar so whatever's left over they've crammed that all in and put a, a like a scoop of protein in and oh, then yeah, package it and send it off again you know so be able to, to be able to go to an Irish company like that and say look we like what you do we want to support you we'll buy a few boxes off and take it from there like you know and I'm sure you know he, he like I can see that he has them in like super value down in, in, in Kerry and stuff like that but I can't see that he's in any sports shop so I'm sure it'll be a whole new channel for him as well and that's where you know there's a big market there for him as well no big time yeah and like just being uh, being able to promote uh, guys like that like and I didn't get on the owner of this company to talk about it. Do you know, like I know Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, th- that's another cool thing about it. Um, I got an email from a guy in Australia. I can't think of his fucking name now. But he, he emailed me to say that he was enjoying the podcast or whatever else. But he also mentioned that he had just placed an order for... Uh, the Mythical Ireland book. Cool. And I was just yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. selling books the other side of the world for people. <laughs> yeah, How yeah. fucking cool is that? Like, yeah. You know, like even if it never got read, the fact that it's on a shelf yeah, the other side yeah. of the world. Someone will read it at some stage Absolutely. that wouldn't have before. Yeah, or, or, to the podcast, or flick you know? through it and look yeah, at the pictures yeah. and just be brought back to that that world. Yeah. Like it's it's was class. it the, uh, the butterfly flaps its wings? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. waves like that's. It really is like, and it's small, like, and <laughs> as you have said so many times, incremental changes to to people's lives and to what you do is like they can be huge in in a month's time, a year's time, a week's time, and like, and sometimes immediately a small change can be absolutely massive. You know? Yeah, and like you you asked me at the outset, like, what has what have I seen from the podcast, or what has changed, or whatever way you phrase it, and that's why I said that I couldn't really give you one thing because each little thing would make a big difference in its own right, but it has that kind of, that knock-on effect. Like, mm. Do you know what I know? Um, 
And even like, I know like um, a few of the lads that we play cards with, like, you know, they would generally not be podcast listeners. And they've obviously, Fran was doing a podcast. I have to listen and see what it's all about. Like, and people have been getting into podcasts. And just there last Friday, like they were saying, oh, did you listen to the new um, Blind Boy podcast? And I was like, yeah, did you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I started at the start and went all the way through. Like, and these lads would would have never kind of have even listen to those conversations before like so at least you're kind of exposing people to the whole podcast medium as well that wouldn't generally have have even been crossed their paths like you know oh, big time and I, f- I found the same with patreon there's about right. a, there's about a dozen people supporting me now on patreon so shout out to all the patrons yourself included mm, yeah um but would i be right in saying this i'm the first person that you've been a patron of or yeah you- yeah and I think yeah. the other, the, the, I can't remember the numbers, about 12 people that are supporting me. I would imagine they're all the same. Mm. So not only have you introduced podcasting to certain people, but you're introducing the idea of patronage yeah. to certain people. And, like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you've mentioned it to somebody else, the, the, either yeah. the podcast or the patron thing. And, like, the, the little incremental steps. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's and now that I have that set up, like, I know, like, and... I've always kind of said, I must give Blind by a couple of quid and I must give Sam Harris a couple of quid and whoever else is on it. And, you know, I never really did, like, you know, and I kind of always kind of made excuses. And then when you set up yours, I said, no, I'll definitely set up set up the account and, and support Frano. And now that that's set up, I'm far more likely now to support someone else. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 You're, yeah. You're so in the knock-on effect of that is huge again. Of course like, it you is. Know. You're in that world of uh, of patronage, and it's just mm. it's such a really cool thing. You you get an unlimited amount of whatever it is the the person is is putting out there. Uh, in in my instances or in my circumstance, your podcast, or whatever. Mm. Um, but the fact that you get personally to contribute to keeping that show on the road is, mm. I don't know, something really cool because we need a new model, especially for music. Yeah, the, the music industry is I don't know where it is but it's nowhere good I don't think yeah. between the only, well the only thing about Patreon is when you go onto Patreon and you search for people to kind of support there is like it, 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 they don't seem to be able to give you similar like I'm getting thrown loads of podcasts right and most of them are in America and most of them you have to subscribe to them to be able to, to listen in the first place yeah yeah, yeah. And I, like I don't really like that Like, but if it come on and said look there's this guy has another podcast down in Cork and he's similar to Off The Lead. You know, he, he, like, here's a, a link to, you know, his podcast. Give it a listen if, if you want to be able to um, to contribute then that you can do, do it through this link or whatever, you know. But they don't seem to do that. So I think the whole Patreon thing needs to be more adaptable to, you know, the, the market as well. Like, B- you big know, time, to, but it's, it's only in its infancy. You know, like yeah, like true. Page, yeah, yeah. Page they don't even know what the they're at yet themselves. The only probably, company you know? really doing yeah. it that, that I'm aware of. Yeah. See, uh, but it was Kickstarter and all those sort of things as well. They're like, different, though. Mm. They're similar but but different. Um, do you know YouTube's jumping on the whole uh, patronage bandwagon? No. Yeah, because you can uh, because YouTube is a, is a Google thing. They have uh, like you can go onto YouTube now and buy a movie, so you can pay a fiver yeah. to watch a movie with Google payments or whatever way it works. Um, but what they're starting to do now is when you go into someone's channel there's the option to be a patron so if, if you're a big fan of uh, I don't know your man Brian O'Reilly's uh, YouTube channel mm. and you, you you love his videos and you watch it all the time but he hasn't let's say set up a Patreon account Google are jumping on this patronage bandwagon so you can in a good way can, like are they giving all the money direct or are they trying to get a cut well, I'm, the, sure, I'm sure there's a cut I'm sure there's a cut and even if there wasn't a cut even if they were given 
the the guy who had the channel everything if they're hoovering up tens of millions worldwide like you can use that money while it's in your bank yeah, Do you know that kind of way yeah, yeah. it's uh plus in order to be uh, to be a patron you ha- kind of have to give them your bank details once you've given them your bank details you're, you're buy... that bit more inclined to buy the movie yeah. or something else yeah. but it, it just goes to show that they've seen Patreon and went hang on a fucking second I'm surprised they didn't just buy them then yeah and just add links well, look, in. they probably will eventually maybe that's yeah. what's happened what will happen yeah. uh, tends to be the, the run of things for Google mm. but um, yeah in relation to like the other benefits my pool of people that I talk to has exploded yeah. because what I was saying was Ivor texted me to say that he listened to it really enjoyed it thought your man was sound and he's going to go buy the protein bars I copied that and sent it to Michael. And yeah, went, yeah. Well, lad, a mate of mine just fucking texted me there and he texted me back going, no way, that's class. And it just, you know, his life is that bit better for us. Yeah. You know, my life is that bit better for yeah. us. We're here talking about fucking this Origin Protein Company. They're getting a good plug. So, the, again, the, the knock-on the knock on effects yeah. are massive. So my, my pool of friends has kind of increased. Um, and, like, you're not going to the pub with them all. You know, which is up till up till not now, but maybe the last few years. The only time you ever met people was going to social occasions or going to the pub or going Big to time. weddings and stuff like that. You know, like it's great now that you can make new friends. Like even at, at this age, like you know, and not do it in the in the traditional sense of going to the pub or going to. I suppose you do you you would do it in sports um, teams and stuff, but very few people are joining teams and this stage of your life is, I suppose as well yeah and even when you do there's like for the most part when you join a new team or a new club there's probably is it a 3 or a 6 or a 12 month period before you really mm. kind of get talking to anyone yeah, do you know that yeah, kind of way yeah. it, can, it can be kind of tough yeah. you can get lucky in some, some clubs you're certainly not going to have a 3 or 4 com- hour conversation with them on your first day like, no you're not and that's the other thing it's not like this podcast like when myself and Beef sat down for the first one that was uploaded like I'd been friends at the time with Beef for 20 yeah, years yeah in that 20 year period we'd probably spoken to each other collectively like over the years mm. for maybe five or six hours mm. but four or five out of that five or six hours would have been well lad what's the crack yeah, do you know yeah, kind of way yeah. we never really God. sat down yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and talked about anything meaty I'm a lot closer with Beef now yeah you, know you would have learned to, you, want, you would have learned who Beef is like you know big like time in, yeah like big you, time you would have everyone said oh you know Beef oh yeah I know Beef well like I went to school with him and I know him 20 years but you didn't really know yeah well, no you're like, right you know, yeah, 100% you conversation with him and, like. and the same can be said for everyone else so not only am I getting to know the people that I would have said I knew anyway but when was the last time I put, here's two questions for you one when was the last time you rang up you know a friend and said you're coming over for a chat for a couple of hours yeah so that's one question and the next question is when was the last time you met up with a blind stranger <laughs> and did the same <laughs> yeah. because like your man that was on the other day uh, Michael never heard yeah, of that man yeah. before in my life never mind met him when yeah. you were ranting about him I'd say a lot of, most of your guests Jesus is it, it couldn't be most is it I'd say so yeah um, well what I might do is just pull out the phone because otherwise I'd forget about people and yeah. Like yeah 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 um, um, but not like Tony's really good at that my brother Tony um He's very good at just picking up the phone and giving someone a ring. Now, he do, he used to do a lot of driving. He used to have to drive down to Bantry and stuff like that in Limerick for, for study and stuff. So he could be in the car for five hours. So he'd ring people on his way down to kind of keep himself entertained and to have a conversation with people as yeah. well. Like, and uh, I was always like, oh, Jesus, look, I must start doing that. Like, you know, and he'd often just, I'm sure he's done with you, just ring you up, do you want to go for lunch? Like, you know, but he's one of all of your friends that's going to do that. You know, it's, yeah, it's... 
it's, I think it's a di- it's not a difficult thing to do, but we just don't do it. No, know? big time. And I have met up with Tony, uh, as you say, like you know, he rang me up whenever it was, and we met up for lunch. But I remember how long ago that was because Fionn was more or less a newborn at the time. Oh, but then he's yeah, four yeah, yeah, in the yeah. next week or two. Yeah. So you're right. There are people who do that, and I know one of them. And four years ago, we sat down <laughs> for lunch together, like yeah. you know. Yeah. So I have the list here in front of me. So beef, I obviously did know. I knew him twenty years, but again, as we kind of said. Wouldn't have spoken fuck all to him. Uh, Paul Webster, your brother, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, again, no Paul years, but again, wouldn't have sat down with him for any length of time. Yeah. Ivor, I wouldn't have known. I, I knew of him because I played mm-hmm. hurling with him 20 years previous, but we, we hadn't spoken in 20 you years. You didn't have his number in your phone box? No, not, not at all. Um, O'Sheen was a cousin of mine, so we knew him. Graham, I knew. But again, the, the first, let's say, five or six, you can nearly discount. Because yeah, I wasn't getting I wasn't reaching out to blind strangers and not knowing what I was inviting yeah. them on to yeah. I had to kind of build up a few people before I could vo- invite on a, a stranger and the only reason Ivor was in so early was because he actually contacted me mm. um, so Graham was next Gaz was after that uh, Roger Darius was a weird one because I did know him I would have trained with Roger but his one did particularly well because everyone in his club listened to listened to it yeah which was weird because Andy Ryan, I would have assumed he would have had the same effect, but the difference between the two lads is Roger is a kind of reserved guy, kind of keeps to himself. Andy's front row centre yeah. out chatting. I suppose anyone crack. listening to Andy's one probably had heard a lot of it before or a had hundreds of thousand yeah, times. Yeah. So a, a weird one that came out with Roger was a lot of people contacted me and said, um, or I might have heard him through other people that. They'd been training with Roger for years or knew Roger for years for whatever reason. But in the hour chat that I had with him, then you found out more about him yeah. than in the years that we were chatting. Like, so that was cool. Simon, again, I worked with but didn't really know. Kev Riley, I would have played cards with a bit, but again, wouldn't have really known. Uh, Des, um, a cousin of mine, but again, wouldn't have known. Padder and Booty, known. Ivor was on then again. Anthony Murphy, blind fucking stranger yeah that's when the really when the blind stranger started coming I in. think so yeah and that was what number 14 and then the solo ones kicked in we have to talk about the solo <laughs> ones you can't forget about the solo ones uh, me fucking losing my mind Anthony came on again then that was weird like he was on yeah, a week later on a couple like, yeah, of days yeah. later like, he got yeah. the bug there didn't he he was fucking mad like <laughs> mad gas cunt um, solo solos Rory Coogan I would we bumped into each other over the years, yeah. but I wouldn't have had his number. It's fair to say I didn't know the man. We had a great chat. Like. It's a uh, pity you didn't uh, get into his music much there. I was only listening to one of his songs there, uh, Lo-Fi. We didn't speak about the man's music at all. Oh, which no, was a no. Big yeah. Which is kind of, well, it's kind of cool as well, because I'm sure he, he, whenever he does anything like this, it's it's for the band or for, for music. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably good for him to be able to talk about something else other than that. But, you know, they're really good. They're really, really good. He's a great singer. Yeah, great and musician. a great, like, I don't know what, Something came up. It might have been a Facebook post that he shared. And I was like, uh, lo-fi. And I was like, who the fuck are lo-fi? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Rory's. And I was like, oh, yeah, we never got talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Press play. Oh, for fuck's sake, this yeah, is actually yeah. good. Do you like, remember when he was in the band with, um, with Mulvey in the Chili's band? The yes, Chili's cover. They, they, they were class. class. The Chili's yeah, cover. Yeah. Yeah. They should really get going again. Um, Even just for a one-off gig again. They were fucking Big time, class. yeah. So that was Rory, uh, more solo, solo, solos. Uh, Juliana, Pat's missus. Mm. Again, I'd know her as Pat's missus, wouldn't really have spent that much time learning tons about her and that. Loads. That was really good, yeah. yeah. Um, more solos. Then Andy, uh, Darren McCall. And again, Andy, 
I would have known of him, but I never yeah. spoke to the man before. Darren, again, kind of knew of him, might have... Like, you're going to... Anyone that's in Navin area, you're going to know of them. Exactly, like, you know? exactly. Especially if they're, you know, they're there, but it's the same age as yeah. me. Um, solo, 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 solo. Did a lot of solos. Joy, again, you know, would have known yeah. there, thereabouts, but not really. Uh, Pat, obviously, me little bro, knew him pretty well. Donal would have met him through you maybe yeah. once or twice, you know, might have sat beside him at a wedding. Yeah. But again, that was the height of it. So yeah, more or less a blind stranger. Um, and then Michael there the other day. Yeah. So he was what, 23, so you're 24. Yes, fucking, the whole thing has been a bit surreal to be perfectly honest. I'd say so, yeah. It's been, it's been mad and the, I'm keen to talk to you about the solo ones actually. Right, yeah. Because yeah. one thing that I've realised or noticed or been made aware of is I don't know it's, it's weird I don't hear from the conversations that I have with people I get a lot of feedback from that people will contact me mm. and say I like this or I didn't like that or you know he was cool or he was a bit mad or didn't know this about that yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah. you get a lot about that but on the solo ones I've gotten like little to no feedback on Right, yeah, and the yeah, ones yeah. the weirder ones the fucking like the speech and the rap and the poem ones Zero feedback. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Which is a bit kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fucking not a whisper. And you Nothing. can see there's people listening to them. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They, some of them do as well as the fucking conversations that I'm having with people. Like, like it's mad. But no one, no one mentions them to me. Ever at all. Like. Yeah. Like, you might have mentioned them to me because we'd be texting kind of anyway. Yeah. But nobody has reached out and said, you know. I like it or I don't like it or kind of kiss me arse or you know even at the start when you were doing the um, like getting people to do the 20 push ups and stuff like that like did anyone no no really no Um, maybe they're just too short and people you know they just listen to it and move on to the next thing then and it it doesn't stick in their mind as much maybe I I tell a lie I'm, I'm kind of remembering now when it started there was a few when I was doing the motivational stuff yeah yeah that did um, a couple of people did actually contact me, but it was only strictly in relation to the the motivational aspects. Mm. I was telling people to fucking get up early and to you actually gave the advice of getting your clothes ready the the day yes, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of other bits and pieces like that. Um, I suppose yeah, but like if well, they, there was obviously takeaways from them ones then that people kind of took from, and maybe there wasn't enough takeaways in the other ones, or there were kind of a lot of it was kind of incremental steps. So once people got the idea of, okay, I just need to make small changes to make big things happen, that, you know, they didn't really need to to give you feedback if they were still, if it was the same sort of message, but just in a different way or a continuation. Because they were, like, they were kind of all linked, you know. They weren't, they were standalone, but there was the same theme going through them also. Maybe one, if they gave feedback on the first couple, it was true for the rest of them as well. So I didn't want to say, oh, that one was good as well. Because oh, yeah, did no, that the other, I wouldn't like, expect somebody who gave me feedback to give me more. Like, if, yeah. if someone reached out to me once, that'd be fucking, that'd be great. But it's funny you're saying that uh, they were all kind of concurrent. Like, they, they all kind of were part of, all standalone, but all kind of running into each other. Did you find that from, like, there's, what, 39 of them? Did you find that from start to finish? Because I, I don't know, I kind of felt it was one thing at the start and then another thing maybe at the middle. And I can't I don't know, remember them all now, but the, I'm the same. There's a lot weird. of them. There's a lot of content there. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of content. And, like, some of them are raps and some of them are songs and some of them are, you know, just conversations. And some of them are, are just, you know, like... Like, you pick a topic and just talk about it, like, you know, but, yeah, I don't know. 
I I enjoyed them. What uh, would you like me to see more of? Because I have to kind of just, I've kind of half made. You're at the six month kind of stage now, so you kind of want to see where you've come from and where you want to go for the next, say, six months. Well, more more so that that's part of it, but more so I've done. The, I haven't done the fortieth. Yeah, and yeah. I I must actually just do that to fucked, so it's kind <laughs> yeah, of behind yeah. me. Um, it's been a long 40 days but Lent has been a long day it has, yeah yeah Lent and <laughs> you still have chocolate age. as well yeah. <laughs> I, I am yeah um, but yeah so what would you like me to do more of do you think or what were the, the bits of it that I suppose you'd, you'd prefer you personally for, for me to, to, um, to do again or start or is there something I haven't done no uh, oh, of course there's loads you haven't done course, but, but this brings like, to mind so. the the one like I suppose just the motivational things like you know because people don't get motivated by stuff anymore like and I hate to see those kind of memes coming up on on Facebook and other places like that and it'll have I don't know some generic photograph of someone running up a hill or something and seize the day seize or the day bullshit. or something like that yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like some people will get motivation out of them but you know I think encouraging people much more to to do what they want to do or to 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 find out what they want to do you know to like is the life that you're living now really the one that you're happy with you know does it give you fulfillment if not make like i would recommend making these changes or or start with these little things and and you know get out of your comfort zone and and like cuz a lot of the the earlier ones were around that like you know when you, when you're talking more about setting up your your own business and and you know being able to show people it's not that hard to go and do it. Like you it's know, really not. Like you've not, done it. Yeah, and uh, like as I was saying to you before, I'm still waiting for someone to come knocking in the door, going, "Hey, yeah, you can't just go and set up a <laughs> business on the main street and just start selling stuff." Like you know, but yeah, you can. Yeah. You of course, can. you can. Yeah. Only, you just ring a place that's empty, ask them, "Can you rent it?" You know, yeah, much they, is the rent. Much yeah. is the rent. Can you afford it? Yes, get in there. Ring Google suppliers or what we did actually and. It's amazing how many people are out there that are willing to help you. Like I just sent emails to um, shops around the country. I said, "Look, I'm thinking of setting up a shop. It's not in your vicinity, so I'm not going to be in competition with you. Can you point me in the right direction? What would you recommend we do?" And there's a guy actually over in Ballyharness, over Mayo, really nice guy, Jason, and he uh, he got back to me within a day. I said, "Yeah, like you know, give me a ring and I'll go through everything. Give me a ring," and he gave me names of suppliers and what to do, what not to do. Like, and if someone was to email me, I would do the exact same. Like, yeah, so there's yeah. people out there that will help you. Like, but all you need to do is find the premises, find suppliers. You probably need a loan. Um, Dep- you know, depending on what it is that yeah. you're looking to do. Yeah. And the banks are there to help you. You just need to give, like, they're going to make it difficult on you. And they're going to give you as little as they can. But if you can, you need to sell it to them. Like, you know, you really need to have your, your plan in place and have a business plan and give them no opportunity to say no. Like, I spent many nights just doing up um, a business plan for the, for the shop. Like, and, you know, we, when we gave it into the bank, they were really impressed with it. Like, and they actually said, this is a really good business plan. We, it's one of the best ones we've got. Like, and from the get-go then, I was ticking all their boxes. Like, so whatever they were looking for, give it to them and make sure that they... Um, they know that you're able to give them whatever they want, like yeah, you know, pan- just pander ma- to them, yeah, just make yeah. it easy for them to say, yeah. Uh, and what they did in the end, the bank gave us half, and um, Microfinance Ireland, so they're a government run agency that will give small businesses low interest loans as well. So they gave us half, so they kind of went in in conjunction with, with each other. Um, 
and that worked really. And there's loads of government-run agencies as well that are there for support and help. And particularly any of them that will give you money kind of have to give it to you because they're government-run and they're doing it with your tax money anyway. So if you can again prove to them what you want and what what you're going to do with it and have a solid plan, you know they'll give you the money. So. That's the hardest part is just getting started. And the first three years is going to be the hardest until you get the loans and everything paid off. But once you've that in your in your rear view mirror, it's plain sailing. Well, it's not plain sailing. It's going to be hard, but of course. it's it's doable. Like, you know, yeah, it's not like I was. I was in eBay for eight years. I fucking loved it there. Like sure, it was like it was easy. It was so in my comfort zone. It's just easy to do. Like, I was good at. It. Uh, I was there that long. I was kind of an expert in what I was doing, so I was performing well, bonus wise and stuff as well. And you know, eventually, our team got so kind of important to the company that the we were looking after the UK market, so they moved our team over to the UK. Uh, so they made all us redundant. Uh, so from there, then that kind of gave me the kick up the arse to kind of do what we want to do. And myself and Graham we're in the pub one night and uh, he had a story about a, another bike shop and I was saying it's it's mad like that you know there's no kind of modern bike shops going like in, he was saying yeah no th- there's definitely a space for that and he was saying there's no bike shop in Trim I was saying well is there not and he said no there's a small one there but like it's kind of kids bikes and stuff and just from then on literally three months later we opened up a shop on one of the main streets in Trim just by using kind of contacts that we had and like you'll find out as well that so many of your friends have set up businesses that will be able to help you do what what you want to do as well and you know there's a huge circle of of support there for for people who want to do it but it's getting out of that comfort zone if i wasn't made redundant from ebay i'd still be there because it was a handy number and in my comfort zone and you just sometimes you just need a catalyst like that to, to get you out of your comfort zone to push you towards what you really want to do like and i remember when i was telling mom that what we're going to do she was like i always knew you were going to go into business like when you were like five or six you were setting up you were getting all the toys that you had that you were finished kind of playing with and setting up shop in the front Uh, you'd open up the garage door and open it up and i'd have a table there would have a jumble sale like and i used to pay the the younger neighbors to go around on the bikes shouting um that there was a sale on in number 42 silver lines <laughs> and she was that was your marketing department there. <laughs> like you know you had your budget set out and you give them whatever you had like and then uh at whenever it's closed it pulled down the shutter so that was the, the garage door like and they'd be counting the money up at the end and she was saying you were always kind of destined to get into business but obviously you have that if you're going into being self-employed you have the unsecurity and me leave like coming from ebay that was probably up until we got made redundant one of the most secure kind of jobs you could get at the time like i got that in the height of the recession so i was getting pay increases during the recession when others were kind of losing their jobs so i knew kind of how lucky i was and not to take that for granted but that you know i always had it in the back of my mind and you probably remember like i was setting up shops on ebay selling stuff as well and always had that sort of desire to, to go on my own yeah and, and to, to to do what i wanted to do like i i own a bike and run shop and i run and and, and cycle but i'm not great at it like you know i'm not like i'm not i don't race i, I race triathlon and a lot of the time it's just to finish but it's and that's why like if you're getting into something just because it's your hobby that's when it can become difficult then because you do need the business element in you. you need the business kind of background and or you need someone that will have that so if you are brilliant at making cakes you know, get someone, and if you want to do it big, big, big on a big scale, just make sure that you have an accountant that will 
point you in the right direction. Um, and again, like we use our friend, like, you know, it's, you'll have your circle of friends that will be able to help you in, in these sort of uh, situations that you can kind of talk to on a personal level as well. Um, but often you just need that kick up the arse to go and do it. And, you know, it's a hard decision to make, but, you know, it'll it'll definitely reap its rewards. Like you would have been the same. You're in, were you in Meads? When Jesus, you finished up in no, Meads? Well, yeah, Meads was my last, uh, that was my last job job, I think, was it? Because I was working for myself. I was doing kind of freelance sales mm, consultancy mm. while I set up the, the other business. But there's, there's nothing about working for other people that I that I miss. Like the, the, yeah, granted, yeah. I, I never had a as cushy a number as you might have had in in, uh, in eBay, say, but do you miss anything about it? Uh, uh, no, I will miss the um, team. I'll miss being part of a team sometimes. So we had a great team in eBay and we all, we have, like, we're all kind of friends. Um, and we often, I often said to people, you know, like how how many of your friends do you get to spend 40 hours a week with? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, like <laughs> you, they're your workmates, but they're ones that you spend a lot of time with. And we, we had a really good... Um, team there and you know we all got on really well and we socialised together and we still a lot of us keep in touch but um, other than that no <laughs> no. like even having to be in on a specific time like if you're in at five minutes late and your manager's on your back like, it's like what the fuck like that's so trivial to the overall reason why people work like you know to, to bring it down to people being late into an office to do a job like and just kind of killing time like you know like yeah winding down the clock yeah looking at going right I'm wrecked now all I have to do is I'll, I'll wait another hour and a half and then I can go home yeah instead of just being going home like it's know? funny I was chatting to a guy recently about this he was saying that people have this idea in their head that you can be at work and he just thought that that was completely wrong headed you shouldn't be at work. You should be working. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not, you know, if you're not working, you're just, like, if, like you know, what I know myself in, in jobs that I've had before, especially the ones that I didn't really give a shit about, the telesales jobs or that. Somebody could ring me and they'd ask, you know, what are you up to? You'd say, ah, oh, I'm just at work. And just just that idea of, you know, you're there and you're, you're there till yeah. five o'clock. You're at a place. So you're not like, yeah, at yeah, work anymore. Yeah. Now, you mightn't be planning on doing any work for the next <laughs> couple of hours, but just, just this idea that you're at work. And I think most people will get that. I think most people, if, if the average working week is, what, 40 hours a week, I reckon most people could probably do their job in 20. Mm. Oh, They'd yeah. probably spend half their time. Wasting time. Fannying around yeah. and, you know. That's well known. That's well known. And, yeah, no, That's I think well so. Known, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, and businesses will know that, like, that their employees waste half of their time. Yeah, absolutely. There. Like, I think, I think it was Virgin. I'm, I'm nearly sure it was Virgin that um, Branson brought in. Um, I think it's for all employees in Virgin. You, he'll set your targets, and you, you meet them targets, and you work whatever way you want to work. You work from home. You work in the office. Work whatever time you want. You know, and it's all around you. As long as you hit your target, we don't, we don't care. But he put the target so high <laughs> that you have to be in, like at least eight hours a day or six hours a day, whatever it is. But if that's the case, and if you're really like diligent and you're working, you can get it done in four hours. Then you can go, like you know. So I think there should be a lot more of that, and it should be a culture really in 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 companies that you know if 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 their work is measurable, that um they don't have to be in for eight hours a day. Like, you know, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. You shouldn't have to spend eight, eight of them or nine of them or ten of them in an office doing it if you're only actually working for four hours. Yeah, no, know? absolutely. And even that whole nine to five thing, like, I think that's, 
becoming redundant. Like, all that seems to do is slowly but surely, I think. Problems, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Now, granted, there's certain industries that kind of have to be set by that, but I think more and more people are either working full time from home or kind of part time, or they're bringing home work home with them. Now, that's not obviously obviously a great mm. thing either. But I suppose the the biggest thing for for me about not working for somebody else is just the autonomy. It's it's just being able to kind of come and go as you please, and there's a there's a, a real psychological benefit from that mm. of kind of steering your own ship. Do you know, and that's another thing I think I've mentioned in the in the solo podcast as well is this idea that you know you're the captain. You're you know mm. you, it's not reliant on anyone else. And I think if you can do that with your work, but it's only reliant on you. You know, it, it should like big time. Yeah, you know, your whole yeah. like. Uh, no one else is going to make the decisions for you or is going to direct you in the way you go. Some might, but like ultimately it comes down to you and that's that's the end of it. Like you well, know? We're, going, we're going to go deep, Dave. We're going to go <laughs> we're deep. Okay, we're going to go <laughs> deep, right? When you say it's up to you, Oh yeah. Is there a no, cu- is there a, is there a couple of yous in there? Is <laughs> it the you on a Monday morning yeah. or is it the you on a fucking Friday afternoon? How many yous do you think there is? Like how many Dave Websters are there? Yeah. Are yeah. they all... You know, are they all good? Are they all bad? Are they all a bit of both? They're all a bit of both, probably, you know, but ultimately, like, and I think you've brought it up before as well, like, have you ever made a decision that you really, really regret doing, like, that, like, business-wise or, or changing, like, um, if when you were him and hawing over doing something or whether or not you do something and you went ahead and did it, 99% of the time, it's the right thing to do, or it... It's the it has the best results for for actually taking the step forward and go fuck it right I'll go and do it anyway. How many times has it come back to bitch it bite you in the arse like? Yeah, know? very few. Yeah, but what? Sorry, I'm losing you there. What? What? What's like, your so point? So when when you when you do make a decision to to make a change or to drive something forward or to whatever it is that you want to do, most of the time you will point yourself in the right direction. Yeah. Like, so why not like, do I more could, of it? Yeah. Well, I could just go right. I'm gonna go absolutely mad on drugs and alcohol for the next two years but I'm not going to do that because I know it's not going to be the best thing for me to do so when I make a decision go okay I'm going to do I don't know something I'm going to open up another shop say I know that right in my thoughts and in my conscious thoughts that that's a good thing to do so I'm going to keep on pursuing that so you kind of you kind of self police yourself really so that you don't go off and do mental things because if all the decisions that you make all the time worked out good, then you would end up going off doing kind of crazy drugs and and alcohol for binges for a couple of years. But if you if you trust yourself that you're going to make them the right decisions, then you're going to follow those decisions more often. If you know what I mean? No, no, big time. And again, another thing that I've kind of harped on about a little in the in the solo ones is this idea that um, you create your own reality. So if if you're if you're comfortable with the decision that you've made, then it's the right decision. Do you know that kind of way? Like mm. if you mm. if you're if you're if you're doing something and you're saying to yourself in your head, "Oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this." You fucking definitely yeah, shouldn't be yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah. Like, so trust you know? yourself when you do. When you go, no, I think I've, my gut is telling me that this is the right thing to do. 99% of the time it is the right thing to do or the best it will have the best results for you you know and if you are second guessing it then you're second guessing it for a reason so you know maybe do more research into it or you know kind of find out a bit more and then if you're still having second thoughts on it then you know maybe just leave it for a while you know there, there is a another there is a kind of another side of you though as well though is there because like I 
the obvious example for me is like I'm a devil for pounding chocolate in the evenings, <laughs> and I mean pounding it like oh, I've joined you on many occasions. Wow, like yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, like myself and yourself, you know, ten thousand calories, no bother. Do you know, like, anyway, yeah, easy, bag easy full of chocolate to start like. with, yeah, yeah, and like I. The reason I mention that is I'll find myself kind of stalking the presses going and I'll say to myself, no, 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 I won't, I won't eat that. That's full of fat. It's full of sugar. I don't need it. And while yeah, I'm saying that, I'm reaching for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, halfway through the packet. Like, and I've caught myself. It's weird. I've caught myself. Um, I, I, you know, something catches my eye, the, the wrapper in the fridge door or something. And as my brain is kind of collecting what I'm about to think about the negative aspects of what I'm about to do, I've reached out and stuffed it into my mouth. <laughs> do you know what I kind of mean? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm literally getting ahead of myself. Yeah, before, yeah, your mind tells you not, I can, not to do before it. Before yeah, I can yeah, rationalise yeah. it. Like, and it's, it's, it's weird because it's, it's that other kind of person. It's, it's, it's weird. And the, like, if, you, if you do that, so if you grab the, the packet of biscuits say, and have half of them and then afterwards your kind of mind goes, oh, I shouldn't have had them. Shouldn't have had them. I, don't, I feel kind of shit now. That I was right not to to. Uh, my mind was kind of right to say no to second guess yeah. that. And then you go, oh, I feel shit now. I might as well finish the pack. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, what what I'm I trying to make myself what, feel better. What like, I'll you know? do is I'll say, right, I'm, I'm after eating fucking half the fucking packet. Then Jesus Christ, no, I can't. I can't do that. What I'll do instead is I won't eat the other half. I'll eat this bar here, and then eat the bar and the <laughs> other half. Like, yeah. do you know, like I know. And that's it's like an Ivor was saying that to me as well. Like that's a a thought as well. Like so, you have that thought comes into your mind, and you kind of, you know, you kind of do your best to kind of jump around it and and not have the the biscuits or whatever it is. Um, but he was he was saying to me as well that you know another thought can just as easily come in uh, into your mind, and you can kind of chase on that one rather than chasing on the on the biscuits as well. So allowing your mind to make the decision to. Like your mind is telling you not not to have them, but before it's telling you not to have them, you've half of it gone. So if you can at all, um, try and get another talk going and and follow that one, like you know. But that's the uh, the other the other part of you trying to to take over as well. Yeah, it's it's funny, and I think that's that. These are conversations. These type of things that we're thinking. That's something not spoken about by anyone. This kind of the thoughts that we have in our own head. I think. For a long time, people have been going around thinking that they're thinking slash knowing that they're a little bit crazy, <laughs> and that you know other people aren't like that without realizing you know we're all kind of as crazy as each other. Like sure, mate. Like even I'd say everyone's the same. If you're at home in your house alone, you're singing around the place, or you might dance, or you might do a little jig when you're going up. Well, you'll do Weird shit that you wouldn't that. do yeah, yeah, with yeah, someone yeah, watching you. Yeah. Like. So as soon as you go outside your door, you're a different person. Like you know, you're you act differently, you speak differently. You know, that's, and if, and like, if you're at home all the time and that's the way you're doing it, and then you, when you go outside, you're totally different, you know, that's when you're, you do have two different sides of you, you know. And I think that's why a lot of people have an aversion for coming on, because they've had, they've had conversations maybe in their own heads, so they've, they've thought about things, but because <laughs> they haven't articulated out loud, they're like, ooh, you know, I'm not. I'm not opening up that fucking yeah, Pandora's yeah, box. Yeah. God knows what crazy shit yeah. I've been saying to myself for years that yeah. I haven't had kind of questioned. Yeah. Like the first time, I think it's because the first time people have their kind of thoughts exposed or questioned, they don't want that to be 
live on live, the podcast. Live yeah, on yeah, air, yeah. like, for, forever. Yeah. So I think maybe it's a sign for, for when people who say that they want to come on but can't, it's just a sign that they haven't, that they mightn't have people, like I've had you. Yeah. And I've yeah. had Pattern, I've had different people in my life that I've had been able to have these conversations with. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a lot of it's that. And I was, I was going to, there was something else coming to my head there when you were saying that, another reason. Um, oh yeah, like, and it's not not for people that you've reached out to, like, but it's often what you don't see, like, say Joe Rogan, for example, he doesn't get huge stars onto his podcast. It's probably one of the biggest ones in the world. Oh, but it might doesn't get yeah. doesn't get like Madonna doesn't come on it. Yeah, like other people don't come on it because they like they when they do interviews, they have a specific set of questions, a specific set of answers. Yeah, the book, the movie, whatever. Go outside it is. that, you know, and. If you if you put them on and if you actually listen to their thoughts, they sound like morons. Like you know, they wouldn't be able to have a, a decent conversation. That's why they don't. Like you know, so like people, you know, it's it's hard for people to, you know, have a decent conversation with someone if they haven't had it before, and not sound like a Nija or not to have thought about their their thoughts before or have kind of rationalised different things in their mind as well. So I can see why people would you know, uh, be reluctant to come on or, or just nervous to come on. And maybe if you had them without the mics or without the um, the, the recording and then in three or four times then after that. So at least you're still having a conversation. They're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's just not going out public. And then say, okay, I'm ready for, uh, for a live for one. For a live one, yeah. That, you know? And that'll be helping them as well, you know. Oh, no, I, I, I def- just record it and say nothing and then throw it up. Wow. <laughs> 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 But it's funny though because the the conversations that people might necessarily want recorded are the probably best, yeah, the best yeah, ones yeah. because you want to hear people figuring shit out. You want to hear people going okay. And again, people's aversion to saying you know the wrong thing. It's it's weird because if somebody comes on and the, we get chatting about something fucking deep and meaningful or whatever. And then they kind of go, okay, right, oh, I wouldn't have thought that. Or, or I take back what I just said there mm. now on, on the back of what you said. That's fine, and that, and that moves on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, no big deal, in a sense. You can't really make a mistake. You know, it's, you, can't, yeah, you exactly. can't really fuck up what you're going to say, or else that's, they're your thoughts then. Like, yeah, you and know. if, you know, you know, fucking, which is worse, to, to have kind of dodgy thoughts that you know are dodgy, or to have, you know, dodgy thoughts that you don't know yeah, are, are dodgy. Yeah, yeah. But, I suppose that or that you have the dodgy thoughts without talking to someone about them, you know, or, yeah, you go, right, or making I, yourself aware of your yeah, own dodgy yeah. just thoughts, just verbalizing your thoughts and having someone else going, "No, that's mad," like that. You're completely wrong there, or yeah, no, you're right there, and that's it's okay to think think that, like you know. And a lot of the time, you just and that like Tony does a lot of that. My brother, uh, the psychologist, like he a lot of the time he's just having a conversation with with people that are in seriously bad ways and depression, and I think he never discuss cases like, but. I know a lot of the stuff he's doing is kind of saying to people, "Look, it's it's not that bad, really, is it?" Like you know, when you when you look at what you, what what your life is and what you're doing, and you know, you you have you have really bad anxiety, but you shouldn't really. There's no need to have it because your thoughts are normal. Everyone has these sort of bad days and good days and stuff like that. So, like just being able to talk to people about it and have have your conversations and. You know, be able to verbalize your thoughts is, is huge. Though. No, ma- massive. But I think a big part of the problem is that this. I don't know if it's begrudgery as such, but I, I don't. Know, I'm beginning to. I'm beginning to form the opinion that begrudgery is in the eye of the beholder. So, the idea being that 
like if you if you talk to someone, let's say your man there beside us, Paul. Paul has this idea that he wants to do, and he he, he wants to become a singer, say, but he won't because of you know other people, you know, mm. begrudging him or whatever. He's doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say begrudgery is in the eye of the beholder. Like yeah. you're you're do, you're doing all that. No, nobody else is doing yeah. it. And even if they were, you probably wouldn't know they were. No. So you're you're doing that all to yourself. Like. Yeah. That's like uh, I think I was saying to you before that I heard someone say that um, anxiety is like uh, fake news for the mind. Like you know that you're yeah. you're just making up like situations that might occur or probably won't occur in your own mind and that's driving you insane like so it's the same if you think that if you're not going to do something because you think that other people are going to begrudge you for doing it that's you doing that as you were saying yeah like, you know, that's, that's you putting that in that thought in your mind like whereas if it was actually happening so if you were actually making an album and and someone turned around you and said you're fucking can't, like who do you think you are going making an album you're from Kilberry or whatever it is like you know you, that's begrudgery there and that would be people kind of doing it directly to you like you know so if you if they're not doing it directly to you it's, it's only in your mind you're doing so it you yourself just, yeah. and if somebody was to do it directly to you fuck off fuck yeah. off exactly but can you imagine imagine being in the room where somebody let's say you're in the pub and there's 20 people in the corner of the, the pub or whatever and one guy happens to be star, a fledgling singer songwriter or whatever and somebody else in the pub goes ah you know who do you think you are writing music? The general consensus in the room will be, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Who yeah, the fuck yeah. asked you? Yeah. What have you done with your life? Yeah. And again, the, the type, because people people like that, there are begrudging people out there, without a doubt, mm. without a doubt about it. But those type of people are typically the type of people who've never really done anything. Yeah, yeah. They're jealous. Most yeah, people that are begrudging, so, they'd yeah. be jealous. Like, you know, and you'd often, like, I remember hearing a story about um, a guy who opened up a pub in... I think it was down in Kerry or something like that. But he opened up a pub, and the um, you know it was kind of a new kind of pub for where it was, and um, the people in the in the obviously the other publicans there were saw a bit of a threat, like so they spread a rumor that that publican uh, was gay or something like that, you know. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Imagine going to those kind of lengths to spread rumors about someone because someone was setting up. A, a, like a rival business to you like you know that's that's pure begrudgery there like you know and and, and you know th- those people were kind of you know they were going to sit like the I forget where I'm kind of going with that one. no 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 you're grand, you're grand. but again th- th- that's a that's I think a thing that people are afraid of as well is that they'll, they'll start a point and then they'll lose their train of thought mm. and you know the fucking world will end you know yeah you were moving there as well so I kind of lost yeah, sorry, what I was doing for, yeah, for yeah. people listening I was fucking fidgeting with the uh, the radiator yeah. here got a bit chilly but It'll but again little little things like that will happen and I think people are afraid that happens in normal conversations but as well like, you know no big fucking deal like, you know that kind of way and I think I think a lot of people would if you were to say to them right imagine hypothetically you came on the podcast and you lost your train of thought mid-sentence for whatever reason, mm. you know, what would happen? I think most people who are kind of afraid of coming on would say, oh, fuck, God knows, oh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you know, what would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. 
I as the host will go, I don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's grand. And anyone listening, if they went, oh, he lost his train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, fucking, yeah. she, like, you know, this shame. Like, you know, that you'd lose your train of thought. But again, it just normalises it. And that's what I love about my platform and how it's not produced. Like, I could have, I could have paused yeah, that, listened yeah, back yeah, yeah. to it, went, that's where you were, Dave. Okay, right. Hit record. You could have went on and it could have been seamless. Yeah. But it's it's fake. Yeah, it's, not it's not real. It's like, not a conversation. Then, like, and that, like, and I think you've often said, look, I don't want to interview people. Like, and people, yeah. often, like, they would say, ah, oh, like, we're going to bog. He's going to be asking me stuff, like, you know, and stuff that I'm not. I might not know the answer to, or I might not be happy with the answer I gave, or whatever. And that's where you know, if you drive the whole conversation element, like you know, you're just having having a chat, like you know. Now there are mics in front of you, and people listen to it, but. It's still a one-on-one conversation, like, and whatever happens in a normal conversation is going to happen in that in a conversation with mics in front yeah, of you as well. Yeah, for like, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. For good like and if bad. we like we've gone camping together, and you know we spend long journeys, like, and in the car and stuff, and in the car you would like you'd be chatting all the time, like, and there might be a minute silence then, or a couple of minutes silence, and no one said anything, and then you'll go in again, like, you know, and yeah. that can that'll happen in normal conversations but obviously in this one you try and keep it going all the time that's when you will kind of lose your, your train of thought like, but it's again it's just part of a conversation you know big time and, and to lay anybody's fears who might want to come on say but is afraid of there being a pause that's my job this is my platform yeah, true. Yeah, I'm yeah. the host yeah. you know it, it, it's my job to, to kind of fill that that space yeah. and I think I've done that relatively yeah. well up until now yeah. it's not it's not fucking rocket science yeah, really yeah, like yeah. you know but um, but this idea that I suppose people people are kind of they're held captive by themselves in a weird way. Do you know that kind of way? Like mm. they they're afraid of people laughing and they're afraid of people. And I don't mean specifically in relation to coming on. I mean doing whatever it is that they they want to do. Because as I kind of alluded to in my uh, rather unhinged rant at the end of the fucking rap there the mm. other day, I I personally think that the country and maybe I'm wrong here, but I personally think that the country is jam fucking packed with poets and rappers and artists and musicians and singers and songwriters mm. and fucking, you know, all sorts of different people. Mm. But they're just, they've, they've, entrapped, Look, they've entrapped themselves. I, I think a lot of it is the environment that, that we, this country has built for the likes of them. It's so hard to be an artist now and to buy a house. You know, you can't like. Yeah, but you don't have to do it full time either. I mean, like, I, I, did, I don't earn a living from ah, this you, podcast. If, like, no, do you like anyway? Yeah, like I get a few quid from the patrons, which is brilliant. But yeah. it's not a fucking life. Yeah, you know, of like, course. Yeah, but if you, but if you like, if you want to be an artist and all you want to do is be an artist, it's very hard to be just to be an artist. You have to have a set like a job and then be an artist at, at the weekend. True. Yeah. Like it's very like I've often kind of thought like why can't you just buy. A small house. Why can't you just buy like a a, a one bedroom house or a condo or whatever? You know, and you'd have a lot of them in America. They just have small houses that are like one one two people occupants and and that's it. With a nice bath and a shower, and you can buy it for fifty grand or something. Mm. You can't you can't do that. Like you can't buy a house for less than probably two hundred grand these days. So how the hell are you supposed to? try and be creative or be an artist or, or be able to, to do something at, and or to even leave a job a good paying job to not earn for a couple of years to be able to then eventually earn and still pay a mortgage you just can't do that because there aren't 
people don't have the ability to even buy an apartment now for for a couple of years to you know all i need to do is make 200 quid a week and that's my rent covered and my uh my food and expenses covered and i can go down and draw caricatures on the street for all day and that's what i love to do you can't do that like because they can't you can't live on that sort of money in this country for so many reasons that you know we've just made it impossible we've we've actually made it so that everybody needs to be and wants to be middle class or wants to be at that sort of level where you have a house and a car and a, a patch of land or whatever it is where and that's what everyone seems to be striving for whereas i think you know if we kind of flipped it and allowed people to still be creative but to have you know be have the opportunity to buy smaller houses or even bigger houses or whatever it is but just to have the opportunity to buy a smaller house i think would allow more people to be an artist or be artisan kind of producers of something yeah, but you know? you're, you're talking about doing it full-time and i like i agree with everything you, that you say there and i think also as an aside that the the working class has been pushed out of our society because as the world gets increasingly more complex, there is less working class jobs for working class people. People, yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? Um, but what I'm more referring to is people who not necessarily want to do it for their living or... I think what I'm saying is they won't even do it as a hobby. Do you know that kind of way? For, forget about the full-time. I think that there's people out there that would love to be singer-songwriters on a part-time basis just just for the crack okay yeah yeah but wouldn't do it because you know fucking hell like you you know you, you'd be seen to be trying to do something new, <laughs> okay, new yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know back in the day um pat o'reilly kevin booth rory coogan and a couple of other people uh kev mulvey wrote raps mm. and there was a there was an, an era there in avon where you know rapping was it was a was a thing and and that was class and I actually only pulled up, uh, brushed off, or actually we were at cards together and Darren McElroy dusted off an old tune of Patter's. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. An absolutely fantastic tune. And yeah. I've already said it to Patter and I'm going to publish it on oh, my Oh, no path. way, will I'm you gonna, let you? I'm yeah, going to release yeah. it, like, basically. Yeah. Um, Voluntary Redundancy was the name of the tune. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to essentially release that on this platform I might include that as the 40th actually That'd not be just that Mulvey has a great one as well Mulvey has loads it's of great one, like. so does Booty so, you know, I don't I, think it was Booty it was um, uh, well Booty definitely did write a few raps back did he, in the yeah. day yeah he did yeah. I yeah. didn't know that I knew it was Dave McLean um, McLean would have done as yeah, well he yeah he did a couple of good ones but you know what happened to all those lads they you know in inverted commas grew up <laughs> yeah 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 like the, the worst thing you could possibly do is grow up yeah do you know the kind of way like you can, and you, you know, look, you, you have to kind of grow up and be an adult and kind of stand on your own two feet. And like, there's there's a lot comes with being a fully fledged adult. You shouldn't stay a, a child for the rest of your life, a kind of Peter Pan character. Yeah. I yeah. hate those people. The people that say, oh, I'm the st- I'm still the same guy I was when I was 17. Yeah. Yeah, you're a dumb fuck. Yeah. But um, they, they, they grew up, and it's almost as if growing up is synonymous with. It's almost as if growing up is synonymous with. Well, I suppose that, like, when the lads were doing them, they were all living in a gaff together and they're all having, you know, did no worries. There was no, well, I'm sure they had worries, but there was no families or kids or wives and there was no other kind of 
responsibilities and stuff that got in the way that allowed you to be creative and that like when when you get into having families and all that sometimes it's like it stifles your creativity because all of your focus is going on on something else like but you know i think a part of that is you're surrounded by like-minded people and then when you get married and you have kids you're not surrounded by those people anymore yeah, yeah. so it kind of that kind of stifles creativity but mm. i think these days we can transcend that with the with the internet mm. like you can record a either a podcast or a song or a rap or whatever and not even share it with your friends just fucking bang it up online for the world <laughs> yeah, to listen to just it just put like. it up on YouTube like exactly yeah, like yeah, and yeah. Like, if people like it they like it and yeah. if they don't they, they kind of don't yeah. that's another big thing like you you asked me to start what have I kind of taken from the, the whole thing basically the last six months or so and it's a mixture of what I've realised myself and what Blind Boy has been saying about the idea of feedback he was only talking about it on today's Today, one yeah, yeah. um this idea of, you know, don't, basically don't listen to negative feedback because yeah, yeah. fuck that, but also don't listen to positive feedback yeah. because that's something that's affected me and I've asked people for feedback all the time. But I'm thinking about not asking for the feedback and not putting up the email address. I'll leave it in the notes so if someone wants to contact me, they can. But to do it just for me. Do you know that kind of way? To yeah, do it like for I purely every selfish time, reasons. Every time you get feedback, you go, okay, that was good, I'll do more of that then. Pretty much, yeah. Like I Even remember, if you don't really like it or you didn't like that element of it. Yeah. Like Tony, your brother actually only said it to me there a while ago that one thing that he loved about the solo episodes was that, you know, this idea that, Fran, what I love is, this is as, as he said it, what I love about it is, I just, I never know what you're going to say next. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. don't. So yeah, that, that's yeah, kind of yeah. cool for me. But the next two or three after him having said that, were probably more off the wall than they would have been. Yeah, yeah. And naturally, that, like, yeah. yeah, of course. And but in a weird way, that was me kind of pandering, pandering to the audience, pandering yeah. to him. And yeah. and every so often, and I even mentioned that it came up with beef in the very first episode that we published. I said that you know I keep thinking to myself, you know, what do people want to hear? And beef himself as a, a proper creative person, he said, well, that's only kind of natural. Like, but my take on it then, as is now, is is fuck other people because if you're not doing it for yourself. You'll end up like pop music, like so. Pop music yeah, pretty is, much, is yeah. packaged popular. in a way to give to, to be popular, popular people. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you don't want that, then you just have to do it true to yourself. And if people love it, happy days. And if they don't, then happy days. It doesn't yeah, really matter yeah. because you're not going to know either way if people love it or not. You're just going to do it, put it up, go on to the next one, do that, put it up. You're not going to be looking at the numbers or seeing how many people are downloading or even getting feedback. For all you know, no one could be listening to it, or a million yeah. people could be. It doesn't, yeah. You won't really know as long if you're doing it for yourself. I think you'll you'll get benefits out of it, a lot more benefits out of it. No, it'll be a lot more natural than I think. Yeah, no, big time, big time. It'll be it'll be what it was supposed to be from the fucking start. Yeah, and I think yeah. instead of going on and telling people what they should be doing, you know, leading by example is is a kind of a big Maybe, thing. Yeah, and that was part and parcel of why I kind of uploaded that rap. It was to it was to show people that you know. This will go up and it might be embarrassing and people might kind of be cringing on my behalf and, and whatever else. But, you know, a week will go by, two weeks will go by, three weeks will go by and it'll be just something that, you know... Someone did, yeah. Something yeah. I did back then, yeah. no big deal. You know, I'm not going to die of shame. It's just going to yeah. move on. Like. Um, But I suppose another thing that's been really beneficial about it is the kind of... The, the personal development and that's what a lot I'd of say, the, yeah, it's yeah like it's been you, fucking yeah, it's mad yeah. like and I, one of the things I'm really looking forward to about finishing the, the 40th thing is I'll probably take a month off doing the solo ones and I'll do you know one conversation a week or whatever where it lands but it'll be just to kind of digest what the fuck has happened have you listened back to months. all of the 40 
Yes. 39, you have, okay, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool if you didn't. And then went back and listened to Marlon there. You see what you learned then. Oh, that'd be a level of anxiety now. I don't think I'd be able to fucking bear. Because, yeah. like, you don't know what you're saying when you're saying it. And then when you finish it, you don't remember what you have said to you. Of course, yeah. For yeah. me, I've needed to listen back to just yeah, kind of yeah. go, whoa, wait, wait a minute. And there's been a couple of pulls. There's been a couple that I didn't Have release. you? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a couple that have been just a bit, maybe a bit too personal and a bit yeah. too much information. And but that's bit. it. Like, when you're when you're not really thinking about the audience or you're doing it for yourself, you're going to get personal because you're going to talk about what's personal to yeah. you. Like, and you know? There was a couple of times when... Uh, I had something in my head to say, so I'd just t- turn on the mic and I started talking. And then when I listened back to it, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, let's say myself and myself had a row that morning. Mm. And then, you know, yeah, later on yeah. that day, I'm going on about this guy and he said this thing <laughs> yeah. and I felt this way. And it'd be so fucking obvious that I was talking about yeah. an interaction I had recently. And you don't want to be airing your fucking dirty laundry either, yeah, you know? Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's weird. The uh, We mentioned, or you mentioned, I think, what was it about anxiety being f- fake news for yeah. your mind? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Anxiety being fake news for your mind. I think the beauty of the 40 solo ones, or one of the beauties is that was very, very, very anxiety inducing. Very, oh, I'd say so. very yeah, yeah. anxiety. And I, I know you, like, so I knew, <laughs> I knew every time you were uploading them, you were like, oh shit. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. And especially for the for the rap and the fucking yeah, poetry yeah, yeah. and the speech to music and all yeah. that. Like, that was. But you know, got great feedback for, for all of them, though. Like, I, I didn't. But for for definitely the, the poem. When you no. put the poem up, I did. There was comments on Facebook there. I saw comments on there. Did you? Or people said it to me, and Catherine definitely people said it to me. People might be saying it to you. People ha- I don't think... Maybe that, people... That ex- post, that poem, right, mm. that when I put up the words and without the audio, got one like, I think, from Alan Ludden. No way. End of. Was no it, comments, I I no nothing. Maybe I shared something. Maybe I shared it, and they were commenting on my post or something. I definitely saw people commenting, going, oh, no way, fair play to you. Um, no, because that's what I was saying earlier. Like th- that stuff, the, the the creative stuff, silence. No way. Nothing yeah. like. like at this Maybe th- people. Go, yeah, I think there's a there's definitely a thing in Ireland. It's not begrudgery, but it's um, you don't kind of give compliments to me. Big time, like, yeah. Know, you don't go. Yeah. That was a great. That was really well done. That was well written, written and really well delivered. And you know, fair play to you. You never say that to people because I think we feel awkward when we do it. You know, it's and I feel awkward if someone's giving me compliments and answer. I feel awkward when when it's doing. Maybe people just don't. We don't do it anymore. You know. Yeah, it's funny well, because much, anyway. because that was anxiety inducing to to put that much of your fucking self out there mm. and kind of expose yourself to the world. And then, no, and then, and then silence, just, you know, yeah. you'd hear a fucking pin drop. <laughs> like, that's, like, you'd sooner get slated. Yeah, yeah. Like you'd At least si- you'd know then, yeah. But no, but even if, if I got a couple of comments from people I knew or strangers that went, oh, you big loser writing poetry, I'd be straight back at you. What have you done with your life? Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You'd be able but to you, get you, on the defensive. You like. were so anxious about that. You had those, again, you were building up the anxiety in your mind, so you had those answers ready to go. So if someone did go, what the fuck are you after? And you straight away had your answer. Oh, boom. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's, your, that's the, you know, you're building up the fake news, but no one did do that. Yeah, nothing. No. Just, you know, is there an echo in here? Yeah. Is there an echo but in here? But I suppose, is zero feedback good feedback? So no one did take the piss out of you. No one did... Say you were great. But see or again, this this is where my fucking you don't know. This is where mine goes <laughs> into fucking anxiety, overdrive, yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself like, you know, I'm a fucking um, a drug advocating 
skinhead cage fighter. <laughs> Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, yeah. So what are you... And because I'm not, you know, super famous, you can't really say shit to me on Facebook and, and not expect it, yeah, to bump yeah. into me outside Tesco someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's... That's that's kind of what I'm thinking then as well. Is like maybe like I'm, I don't think I'm the most approachable of people. Maybe, maybe that maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but I'd say you will be now after this. But people will know will know you a lot more now. So I'd say even people that you would have went to school with, who you would have been a different person in school as well. Might see, it's funny. I don't know who I I I know who I thought I was in school, mm, but I don't, don't know what other people thought of me in school. Yeah, and I think we all kind of suffer from that. You know what other people think of us and what we think of ourselves probably are rarely the same, if ever. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. that's a weird one. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I think myself and Beef touched on this as well. This idea of your what's it called, your mirror self, that you're never you're never you. You're only ever like here now. You're not being you. Mm. You're being the Dave Webster that you think I think. Yeah, you are. It's a. It's a weird one, but on on that whole anxiety-inducing thing that I did, uh, you know, pick an episode or pick all 39 of them, there's great utility in that being intentional. Do you know that kind of way? Like, I I brought that anxiety on myself. And dealt with it. And Yeah, and I'm by the far better the better for yeah. it. Like, that didn't... It's not as if I was, you know, driving along and then... Uh, like, put it this way, if I had... Uh, if I had written, if I had rapped that Eminem tune and had accidentally uploaded it, or someone <laughs> yeah, else yeah, had yeah. uploaded it, mm. or I, you know, let's say I, let's say I was doing something, let's say I was uploading a podcast and accidentally uploaded that, like that would have been fucking te- far more yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You would have deleted it. If you put it up by accident, you would have deleted it. Yeah, probably would have, yeah. yeah. But there's there's something there about, and I think I've mentioned this before because Peterson mentions it, this idea about your um, the approach circuitry in your brain not be not being the same mm. as your your reactive circuitry. So what way does it work? When you go looking for anxiety, so let that me uploading those four or thirty nine episodes, that was me essentially intentionally bringing anxiety on myself. That was a voluntary thing. I went out looking for anxiety, and you're using your approach mechanisms there, which are which use the good neurochemicals, the uh, the serotonin. So that's a that's an exciting thing. So you get a little kind of a, a kick out of intentionally doing that, but it's when a it's when you're avoiding something and it comes after you. Unintentionally comes in there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when it hits you with the with the nasty neurochemicals, and that's when you get kind of depressed and that. So yeah. there's, there's a benefit for intentionally kind of putting yourself out there, just and, challenging yourself. Yeah, then. big yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, big time. I'm just gonna go for a lash. Yeah, no, walk away. You I'm walk. gonna I'm gonna plug my Patreon. Yeah, do yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So while Dave goes there and relieves himself, I'm gonna fill the bit of dead air here uh, while he's gone and plug the old Patreon. So www.patreon.com forward slash off the lead. If you're unfamiliar with Patreon, Patreon is a way that you can support more of what you, more of what you like essentially, but on a real kind of personal basis. So if you know somebody who's in a band, for example, or if you know somebody who has, um, it, I suppose Patreon's ideal for creative people more so, but if you know somebody who writes poetry or maybe writes a blog or whatever, something that you enjoy, so I suppose the blog is a good one. Darren uh, McCann, a past guest and friend of the show, has a great blog called Up the Road, 
Is it called Up the Road? I think it's called Up the Road. And if you're reading that, you know, every, I think he uploads one a week. If you're reading that every week and you're really enjoying it, wouldn't it be great to, you know, throw him a euro a month or a euro a week or a once-off donation of, of a tenner? Now, I don't think he has a, a Patreon account set up, but if you know who I'm talking about, Darren Mc- if you even Google Darren McCann up the road blog or cycling blog, you'll find him. I'm sure he has a, an email address or an info or contact me section here on his, his website. Tell him to pull his finger out and get a Patreon account set up because... I'm sure he has regular readers and I'm sure a percentage of those regular readers would do the decent thing and throw him a, a euro or two for the, for the effort. Because when you think about it, if you get a little kick out of it and if you look forward to the next one and it's it's kind of essentially part of your life, throw the man a once-off fee of a five or a, you know, a tenner or give him a euro a month or something because the more people that do that, the more likelihood there are of more people doing it, of him continuing to do it. And as I've kind of said before in the solo episodes, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Like the, the the things that you do on a day-to-day basis, like myself and Dave only mentioned there, whatever, about an hour or so ago, we have the we have the capability to, to change things. That You do something small here, or you might say a complimentary thing to somebody, or you might, I don't know, any little thing that you do, the benefits of that are very far-reaching. And Dave, you just saved me from... Waffling endlessly. <laughs> still, waffling, still, waffling. still talking shy. I'm, I'm still waiting for someone just to not come back. Just go. I'm just going to go for a piss, Robert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where the fuck is he going? Yeah, it'll be a fucking forty-five hour long podcast of me just talking endless shy. Any second, Mary's going to come back. <laughs> uh, what are your views on video recording? It? Have you thought of that, or does it appeal to you? Or I don't think you'll get many people watching it. Like, I, many Joe Rogans have you watched? Not that many. I think people, a few, though. people are moving away from watching TV anyway. Yes. So it's it's much more, I think I think it's difficult enough to get two or three hours of people's time when you can put it on your car and the radio or you can listen to it running or cycling or walking around. Yeah, or but it, even with Rogan's, like Rogan gets, whatever, 100 million downloads a month, but only maybe 100,000 views on YouTube. Yeah. But when it's kind of happening... You know, why not Why not record it? Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you know yeah, you could, but... Would yeah. it be worth the effort or... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't yeah. know. You'd have no, you're not mad to get a fucking video recorder. No, no. By any stretch of the imagination. No. Like, I, 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 I watch a good bit of TV. I, I like TV. Well, I would watch a lot of, uh, like, Netflix or documentaries. It's how I kind of relax, but... I would listen to mainly podcasts and there are like a lot of podcasts that are on YouTube and that as well and there's loads of like video bloggers or vloggers or whatever they're called Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, I don't really subscribe to them or, or watch them because I think I do my, I wa- when I'm watching TV it's t- it's kind of to relax or to unwind or to get a bit of um non-fiction into, into you as well like to kind of relax like so for me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, I know Blind Boy is kind of working on getting his up, and I'll probably watch a couple of them, but it's not going to be instead of, of listening yeah, to Yeah, I wouldn't know? be, I, yeah, it, when you put it like that, like, would I watch Blind Boy do what he does? Not at all. Nah. Like, having said that, he doesn't... What more would you get from it, from watching it? Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Mm. Be perfectly honest. If if anything, now having said that, I have watched a few of Rogan's. Um, but you weren't watching because you were watching because of the guest he had on. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, there's no. But you see, with Blind Boy, it's weird because he'd be wearing a plastic bag on his <laughs> face. So that kind so of. Don't see his facial expression. Do you know what I mean? Stuff, like yeah. th- that's like watching two people behind a screen. Like you know, why would you fucking? Yeah. Why would you bother there at all? Um, but I don't know. There's something cool about being able to. Like with, with Rogan's one, even if you didn't watch it all, I think sometimes I like watching it for even 20 seconds just to see the cut of the other person. Yeah, yeah. Kind of how they hold themselves and, you know. Yeah, I suppose any of the, um, any of the guys that you've got on that I didn't know, like when you put up the image of them, it really helps, like, because you, you can kind of see what they look like and kind of you kind of make up your own kind of thoughts and how they would carry themselves just from a photograph or something, you know. So I suppose if if you're seeing someone, how they carry themselves or how they react to questions or conversations, it might add something to it, but... But it's weird. The The photo is essential, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, and it's so... It's, it's really weird because I think most people will know... Most people will have will have had somebody that they've been listening to on the radio for years and then they saw them and it was just like, wait <laughs> you don't a look minute, like you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I remember listening, I used to listen to a lot of Adrian Kennedy back in the day, uh, the the phone show, the late night phone yeah. show because there was swearing on it. That's yeah. pretty much why I watched oh, yeah, it. Yeah, 12 yeah. or 13 at the time, like listening to people laughing and blinding them on the Scumbags radio. Like. <laughs> but I, I was listening to that for like a year or two or so and saw Adrian Kennedy on some on the telly like and stopped listening to him immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's this yeah. half bald, curly hair, <laughs> denim wearing yeah. Muppet. Like he just he wants them what I what I I had that with uh, a band as well. I was mad into Block Party for a few months and I was like, Oh these are class and then I went to see them live and uh, I'd never they don't have a picture of themselves on the on the album rant and like and it was kinda I think the internet was around, but I obviously didn't Google them or whatever. I went to see them live at Oxygen or something, and the lead singer was black, and I had no idea that he was black. Like, I was like, oh, I wonder when they're coming on. Like, and then he came on to start singing. I was like, no way. And like, it's a cover act, is yeah, that right? yeah. And like, kind of, and like, it was, it was just, it was just a shock. I just didn't expect that. Like, but it was kind of cool. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, a couple more things kind of made sense then as well. Like other kind of references that they were doing. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that. Like, yeah. And like, he didn't, like, you know the way some people will sound obviously white or obviously Indian or whatever? He didn't yeah. sound black. Like, he did, didn't kind of use a lot of um, black lingo that a lot. And the British black lingo would be quite obvious as well. He didn't do any of that. Like, so it wasn't kind of obvious. It was funny. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, it's mad. And it's it's one thing that I've done kind of by accident or entirely by accident. I think that there's a lot of people listening to me people who you know are have been listening to the whole off the lead thing whether it's the conversations or the the solo episodes there's no real pictures of me now if you wanted to you'd oh, find yeah that. yeah 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 like I'm, think of that, if, yeah. You, if you wanted to you'd probably like it wouldn't take a fucking rocket scientist to go and no but you still have to do it you'd have to well if you if they didn't know you and all no well i suppose you were putting them up on your own facebook at the start so originally they, yeah initially yeah. they would have got it there but if they're getting them just from the off the lead Facebook page, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know what you look. Like. You don't run your own personal images. Don't think so. A couple of videos of me getting out of the lake, but that's kind of you know oh, there's, a, there's yeah, a lot going on there. Do you know yeah. kind of way? And I would have had a big beard back then, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know it's there's no actual photograph. 
yeah, that's me mad, really on it. Yeah. Now again, that it kind of happened. It it's happened by accident, but I'm kind of it's a kind of happy coincidence. You know, like yeah. in a way. Because I like not not that I'm afraid of getting super famous and not being able to go on. You're like, oh, you're, you're the awful league guy. Like, oh, not again! God damn it! Just trying to get the groceries, man. Um, <laughs> I'm a long way away from that happening. Like, um, but it's funny too, though. We were mentioning there about doing it, doing it for me, like just 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 doing it, like and not forgetting about uh, other people. There's, I think, there's about seventy people listening to pretty much everything so mm. when something goes up it's, it's more or less guaranteed to get kind of 70 downloads um, and I think I have I think it's 12 patrons mm. so like 12 patrons out of 70 people like that's fucking phenomenal yeah, I was saying to you like remember in school there's about 30 in a class so two two and two and a bit classrooms full of students that's your kind of weekly audience. Like that's a lot of people. That's like, mine. You know? Actually, when you say that, yeah, yeah, two full classrooms of yeah. what we would have had in secondary. Yeah, like and if anyone get like, and I was trying to trying to think of it in numbers and to kind of think because I'm used to that. Like it could be, you could be at a gig in the Olympia and you'd be like, there was fifteen thousand people. Like, I, I don't know. Or, <laughs> yeah, there was the only three hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, in school, yeah, there's about thirty people in every class in school. So if you've say ninety. That's three classes. If you have 200 listeners, that's all of your year in school. Yeah, that is mad, isn't it? You know, get all them into the into the gym or whatever in, in, that was in Patsy, and that'd be jam-packed full of people. Like, that's a lot, a lot of people. Like, Yeah, it's weird, but the the knock-on effect, like even even just forget about the 200, the 70 people that are listening, like, mm. like we, we mentioned it earlier on, like the, you know, butterfly flaps, it's wings mm. or that, but, you know, you've, even knowing someone like let's say forget about off the lead and, and this whole thing and you being on or haven't been on before or any of that and think of some other friend of yours who mentions that they're you know you meet them and they're, they've got their headphones in and you say oh what are you listen to oh it's a, a podcast okay what podcast is it oh it's actually some lad down the road I know him he, he set up his own one if that's all that people are hearing and they don't get any of the details. They don't know what the motivation behind it is. They don't know anything about it yeah. other than there's just some guy I know who set up his own podcast. That in itself makes a difference because mm. it puts having your own podcast and doing your a own thing, thing yeah, a, yeah. a thing like. Yeah, and makes it much, much more accessible. Like So even if that person, say, in that scenario was thinking about you know, making a piece of art out of a, a or making a table out of a, a piece of wood or whatever, it, whatever it is, yeah. Like, they're far more likely to do it. Like, like I was, I think you used the story as well when you, um, Fionn heard you on the radio. Yes. And he heard, he heard you on the radio and that was like a, it's much more, like the radio now is much more accessible to him. Like, we were growing up, the radio was for superstars. Like, yeah, you know, of course. Didn't come across the radio on the car or whatever. Yeah, famous and, people were on the radio. Yeah, yeah. So it was inaccessible, like, or you had to be famous if you were on there. So, oh, I'm not famous, so I'll never be on the radio. And I was saying to you, um, Paul, previous guest, was um, he's doing a documentary on a vasectomy doctor that was in, based in Ireland there um, in the 90s. And uh, he got commissioned Henry to do this documentary. And myself and Tony were um, extras in it there last week. And it was a cool experience. I must get you involved in the next one, like, just seeing behind the scenes literally of what goes on in, in the movies and, and documentaries and all the action and the you know the clipboard and all that all that kind of goes on like but 
that's going to be shown on RTE, like he's doing it for RTE. So Summer's going to see, my little girl Summer's going to see me on telly in something that her uncle, Godfather, directed and produced. You know, that straight, when by the time she's two, she'll be able to see TV as being accessible to her. Like, you yeah, know, it's beyond the horizon. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's not for only famous people get on there or, or you know, superstars get on TV. And it was like, no, my dad and my uncle were on it. Like, you know, so it's much more accessible to people as well. Like, you know. No, big time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this, this idea of, uh, like, even what I've done with my little platform and having people on and talking about different things, it's, but I don't know, in a weird way, it, it's made conversations accessible. Mm. And, do you know that kind of way? It's, it's think, weird. Like. Do you think, though, that, like, maybe... Maybe we're not kind of not outliers. I can't think of the word. Like, but maybe there are a lot more people having conversations than we think. Or are we? Are we right? Like, are, are there not enough people having enough conversations? Or these sort of conversations? yeah, I, I don't. I don't think people are having them at all. I think. Mm. I think most people at a push. Most people have one person that they invariably end up talking about something deep and meaningful. At. Yeah, whenever they, they meet up. Whenever they meet yeah. up at a wedding or whatever it is. Um, or maybe it's a childhood friend, or maybe it's someone to see all the time, and maybe they're flat out having kind of deep and meaningful conversations. Or but their I, wife think or husband with, or something. I think it's with that one person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's with that one person, and I've said it a couple of times that it's well known that we have a problem talking about our mental health. But I don't. I I think that's wrong headed. I don't think we have a problem talking about our mental health. I just think we have a problem with talking in general. Yeah, just yeah. just full stop. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't think we talk about and like anything. as you were saying, like we're a country of literaries and, and yeah, poets, yeah. and like we have a, like the gift of the gab. Like you know, we have, like everyone knows Irish people as being great conversationalists, and you know, it's it's kind of sad in a way that we're kind of we're losing that a lot. Like you know, that I, I think we're losing our Irishness because that that, mm. that kind of liter that that gift of the gab and that literary culture and all that, and even even our. Um, nationalism and you know the the, the mm. pride of being Irish and all that it's going a bit like I, yeah. I think so yeah I think like we're becoming westernised like yeah. we've become a mini ad, America yeah there was an ad there on TV I think it was for one of the wing generation companies um, but they used a speech by John F. Kennedy when he was talking about Ireland like and he was saying for such a small country to reach all four corners of the world, like yeah. so there's Irish people everywhere, is phenomenal. Like, and to have such a huge influence on those countries, like, is is massive. And we've kind of, I think we've lost that in a way. And even there, actually, in um, the conversation yesterday with um, with Michael, like he was saying that you know he went off abroad with, with mates and had a had a great time. And I was thinking back to when I did my own travels and Graham, uh, who I now have a business with, two of us went to Australia, like and. We always gravitated to Irish people, and when we gravitated to Irish people, we gravitated to people from Navan. <laughs> you kind know? of, yeah. so you kind of, you, you, you know the people that you kind of like and you get on with, and you know you got the people that you're going to have the best kind of time with. Like, and most of the time it was Irish people. All the time, actually, it was Irish people. Other than, you know, friends of Irish people that were there a long time or partners of them, it was always uh, Irish people, and we have this kind of. Like there's a great bond between Irish people abroad. If you meet anyone that if you're abroad anywhere and you meet Irish people, 
most of them are going to help you out and if you need help or they'll but you see our Irish end up being friends. Out us mm. when we're abroad way more like way more, get more way more <laughs> there's a funny thing myself and uh, when we got our apartment like we're like all right we'll put up the tricolor on our youtube poster <laughs> you know it's like no we'll we, we picture bobby sand somewhere <laughs> get it up quick <laughs> put up the declaration up there yeah yeah, yeah hilarious <laughs> you, yeah. Know, you get more irish as you go abroad and you know i like to to go abroad as often as I can and I love seeing the different cultures like and like I go to Vegas a lot like and what I love about there is you get it's a real melting pot of all of the different American cultures in one place like so if you go to New York you get to see what New Yorkers like and New Yorkers are like yes. but in Vegas you get to see what Texans are like what New Yorkers are like yeah, and great deep people, people are like spot. yeah it's mass and you'll end up at a table with like a guy wearing a like and th- he'll be wearing a cowboy hat, he'll be chewing tobacco, and he'll be from Texas. Saying, yo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like he'll have a big bag of cash yeah, from his yeah, oil fields, yeah, the yeah, has. Yeah. yeah, and like, it's, uh, but when, you, and you'll be able to spot the Irish people as well, like, and sometimes you'll, you'll end up beside Irish people at a, at a table or whatever it is, and you'll always have great crack, and, you know, you always bring out, and you'll always know someone that they know, and they'll know someone you know, and that whole Irishness really comes out of you when, when you go abroad. And we lose that a bit here. I think a lot of it, like, and this year, as you, as you know, I'm a Gaelgar as well. So I went to Irish primary school, like, and loads of people are saying, you know, like, Irish, oh, it's a dead language. Why would you bother learning? It's like, that's the core of Irishness. Yeah, like, it's like so our it, mythology in yeah, a sense. It ha- it's like, part of us. And people are saying, oh, we should just get rid of that. Like, and if you, if you get rid of that and it, it stops becoming an essential language in schools, like, all our Irishness is gone then. Like, you know, it's like the... Like what, what? Like in in France, everyone speaks French. In Spain, everyone speaks speaks Spanish. Here, we speak English, and some people speak Irish. And if they do, it's really fucking hard for them to actually speak Irish to, you know, on a on a daily basis. You know, and that like like being able to speak the language of your home country has to be the most essential part of being Irish, or else it's you're like you're not really Irish I don't think if you don't really have a good grasp of, of Irish or even love Irish or even you're, you're certainly not as Irish as you could be yeah Do you know like I know yeah. I, because I, I think I made the point to uh, Anthony Murphy from Mythical Ireland when we were talking about the Irish mythology like we are of that you know, like, kind of like we we are we're born and bred from that. It's 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 part of us. It's yeah. it's, it's our history. It's our, it's almost like our birthright in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the language is the same. It's I think. just the way that I think in school the way it's taught isn't taught in the way that you would speak it. Like, um, but I suppose that's the way you learn any language. But it's not like it's not. I don't think it's. I I'm not sure the curriculum now or curriculum now, but I don't think it's taught in a way to encourage you to be able to have a conversation with no, someone. No, not at all. You know, not at all. I think the oral part of it now is a lot more. I think for leaving cert, I think it could be even 50-50, which is massive. Like, So if you can get half of your marks from being able to have a conversation with someone, that's a big step. Whereas I think when we were doing it in leaving cert, I think it might have been like 15% or something. Why is that 100%? 100%, yeah. Yeah. Every you're, language you're, te- like you're teaching people to speak the language. So why not test, test them, them on how well they can on speak? On how well they can speak the language. Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Because... And that automatically would change the curriculum then to be able to have it in a way. So the whole curriculum will change then to allow people to be able to speak it more. And if you can speak it more, you'll do it more. Like, you know, and you'll you'll have more conversations in Irish. And even if it's just little words here or there and, you know, you you can have a conversation. Like, my mum's an Irish speaker as well, so we would 
oftentimes have conversations now, particularly if my dad is around. He's, <laughs> he's English, so he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know what we're saying. So uh, we'd often, uh, if we don't want him to know what we're saying, we'll, ha- we'll say a few words in Irish. But um, it's, uh, it's hard for me as well. Sometimes I can understand it a lot better than I can speak it. Of course. Which is just uh, because I haven't spoken it spoken yeah, enough course. like you know and I think it definitely needs to be something that we should encourage more like so not just n- encouraging and provoking conversations but in Irish as well if we can you know do you know something I might start dropping in the odds bit of Gaelic yeah I think so yeah because even little things I like the I don't even know if I'm using this term right but the colloquial nature of it so saying things like um Kare and Shkail yeah yeah what's yeah. the story yeah not you know What's the Mo look of the fucking whatever <laughs> yeah, the fuck? Yeah, Do you know yeah, that kind of yeah. way? Because that's that's my memory of being taught yeah. in school. You know, me too shin she shin shiv sheed. Yeah. Whatever the fuck all that yeah. means. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we we rhyme this shit off like it. Yeah, you don't even learn it. You just regurgitate it out there when you want it. You don't even know how to do it in a in a sentence. Like you know, it's yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Like no, it is because there's, there's something really valuable in in having that because yeah. it's it's, like, it's part of us. Like. Whatever about now, like but in fifty years, like if there's no Irish language, like that's it's dead then. Like and I think a massive part of being Irish is is the language. Like it's the essence of of every culture is their language. Like you know, and if you lose the language, I think it's. But you lose you lose, and this is coming from someone you know who can get by. I, I, I probably know as much French as I know Irish. Yeah, you know yeah. the kind of way, not a whole pile of either. Um, but I would imagine that if you lose the Irish language, or me that doesn't have it to lose, really, you lose the sense of humour that comes in that language. Mm. Because I believe, like you'd often hear people say, um, oh, I, have a, "I have a great joke about that," but I only know it in Italian, and it doesn't really <laughs> translate right yeah, to yeah, English. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of way, yeah. like there's, there's a scene in, I think there's a scene in Goodfellas with the mother of one of the mafia bosses she says something in Italian and the, the lads speaking Italian go, ah, like, the, you know, the Italians kind of go, ah, oh, yeah, that was a lovely sentiment. And she turns to the guy in English and, go, and translates it for him. And she goes like, yeah, it's just yeah, not the yeah, same. Do you know, whatever, it, it needs yeah, to be yeah. in Italian. It doesn't yeah. rhyme or it doesn't whatever. And mm. Like there's, I think the that Irish kind of sense of humour, and I mean real Irish, not the 2018 Irish sense of humour, but, you know, what it really meant to be yeah. Irish. Because it's weird, we forget that. Like, we forget this. We have our own language. Yeah, we are yeah, completely yeah, fucking yeah, different yeah. to, uh, you know, even England, which yeah, is just a stone's throw yeah. away. Because I think there's a narrative now that we're all the same, and that there's no. And there's difference. a drive to make us all the same. Like, you know. Yeah, there is, like, and that's, that's wrong headed. Like, they're like it's it's annoying me now a little bit that the like everything is America and Europe. You know, so we're we're in Europe, like you know, we're just kind of seen as part of Europe now, like yes, yeah. it's, it's like no, we're totally different to even England to Wales to you know as far over as Croatia, like we're all like we're all really different, like so we all shouldn't be blanketed with the same sort of or the Europeans against the uh, the Americans, like you know, it's like Jesus Christ, like that's that's whatever it is, twelve different countries against one country or versus a different country, like there's so many different cultures within. Yeah, all those different countries. And you could throw in maybe the Russians and the Chinese, and that's the world. Practically, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. there's there's Amer- there's Americans, there's Europeans, Russians, Chinese, and yeah. you know, kind of everybody else, as if everybody else is the same, or any of the first four or five are, are yeah. the same. Like, but the, there is, I think, there is a, a real drive to to make us all the same, and that it's 
it come I don't know it comes from it's well intended I think do you know that kind of way like the the intention is it's closing to, borders and it's making borders you know less of a border I suppose but you're losing individual kind of states and countries and that then like you know yeah no big time I think our, our differences should be should be celebrated as yeah, opposed yeah. to you know eradicated like yeah. this, this, this I was chatting to he actually came up in cards there the other day with uh, with Block one of the lads that we play cards with was saying that he was in work open plan office type place and someone came over to him and I think they were new and they had something and they, they were chatting away but this new guy that came over to, to our mates basically wanted to ask my mate the name of somebody else on the floor he's like what's your man's name over there and my maker was which fella he's like your man down there at the end there's loads of people down there at the end uh, the, the the tall guy they're all kind of tall oh the, the guy with the, the kind of short hair the olive kind of short hair oh your man he's you know four seats down the black guy <laughs> the only black guy in the building yeah. like and there's this i know people are just terrified of saying the wrong thing and again that an aversion i think people have of coming on is kind of is saying is is maybe saying you know the black guy when they oh shit I mean, what's the, yeah, you know they're yeah, afraid yeah, of getting yeah, yeah. it wrong and I think that I think that if you're what's the PC way of saying yeah that? Like, and yeah, I think yeah. if if you're thinking of the PC way of saying something that means you're a bit of a big racist <laughs> yeah do you yeah. know like I know because you're not saying what you what you actually think then yeah yeah and if you if you're afraid of you know coming across as being racist then you're a racist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like you can you can you can say racist things and not mean them and not be racist. That's just a, a slip of the tongue and you can kind of apologize for that. But if you're kinda of going, I don't really want people to know my thoughts yeah. on black people or travellers or or you know, people of a different religion, like that's real yeah. racism and, and bigotry like. Um Yeah, no, it's it, it's a weird one, but what would you like to see getting back to the, the solo ones? Where mm. do you think the solo ones are going? Now, you that's listened to the 40 of them, or actually, here's one for you. Do you like the, what's the word, the the way that they're not scripted, or would you like to see a scripted one? Because uh, that's well, something me, I'm thinking of doing. I was thinking of that as well, because I am very orderly, so I like to you have the orderly. orderly, and I like, but I do like the kind of chaos of it as well, like, you know, because you do, like, you'd be on about something, and then randomly, you'll just fly in with something else, and that'll be the best part of it, like, you know, whereas if it wasn't scripted, you wouldn't, or if it was scripted, you wouldn't have come in with that part, you know, but, that thought wouldn't But if it was really scripted, you would. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? So if, like, you had, if you had an hour conversation, what I was thinking was, if you had, say, an hour solo podcast with yourself, and then edited it down. I know you don't like editing, but if you just let it, let it flow or try to find as many times as you got into flow and then edit those into a half an hour or whatever it is, that might be a yeah. way of doing it as well. But th- when I said scripted, I suppose you could uh, you could include doing what you said there. It wouldn't be scripted, but you know, basically produ- producing it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that'd be good. Because like, at the end of the day, you are, it depends if that's what you want to do. If you are doing that then for because you'll get more listeners or you'll get more content, yeah, for the wrong reason. But I think you would naturally get more listeners if you did say an hour a week or an hour a month, whatever you plan on doing uh, on a solo podcast, that you would get more listeners in it for an hour. Because if people are going, oh, geez, like it's three hours long, I don't know if I'll be able to get the time to do that. Like so, they're less likely to start it. 
Whereas if it's an hour, you're going to right, I'll probably have an hour, have an hour and a half drive here now. So I'll put put that on. You listen to that, then you'll get. You definitely will get more listeners if it's more structured that way, and on a regular basis. Like you know, I think that will that will work well. Yeah, it's funny because the, there's a weird dichotomy here. I want it to be just me doing whatever I do, and that's great. But I want to kind of change. Like I, I want to provoke conversations, and mm. there's a bit of a I suppose a social activist in me. Mm. So I. I there's 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 great use in me doing whatever I, I I do for my own selfish benefit. That's great, but I do also want to do things for for other people. I want to make people aware of certain things and and help people fucking yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like, and if you're going if you're doing that if you're trying to help people and there's only fucking twenty people listening, do you know that kind of way? You, yeah. There's, there's certain aspects of it. So I suppose this is what I'm just th- thinking out loud now. What I'm what what I might do is do both. So do the solo ones that are just me fucking talking out my ass and have the conversations as normal. But then maybe do maybe get a portfolio of produced ones. So almost like let's say if I was to do ten half hour produced uh, podcast, you'd nearly make like an like a, like almost like an album. Do you know that kind of way? Like yeah. a, a standalone thing. That you could then either promote or you could then, you know, ask people to tell people about. Mm. And, and you know, you wouldn't have to listen to it from the start. You, you could just, you know, each one of them would be standalone. It'd be produced. It'd be half an hour long. There'd be a structure to it. Do you know what I kind I of think that, Yeah, but definitely with the structure, you'll get... You'd be even more motivating. So if you just sat down and record and you did two hours saying you go, that was really good there, this is really good and you can kind of mash it together or whatever you need to do and get a, a half an hour out of it or an hour or whatever it is, I think you'll find the moments that are really motivating there. So if you really want to motivate people, you kind of have to give it to them in, in direct kind of terms as well. Like, you know, a, a short, snappy, kind of, you know, half an hour long, not half an hour isn't short but it'd be shorter than a three hour conversation if you can so your main goal is to to motivate people and get people doing like having conversations and and kind of getting out of their comfort just doing yeah having people doing I think you're going to need to have it fairly regular so at least once a week and just keep on top of it all the time but have have motivation as your topic all the time but you see, this is the other thing. I could really, I could set up a podcast called the Motivation Podcast, and just release it separate to this. If you know, if I mm, wanted, mm. do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Um, and the the beauty of but I think the conversations always work well as well. Like it, with the the solos intertwine with the uh, with the conversations as well. So I no, 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 you're you're right. But but again, just and this is the beauty of fucking having someone to fucking bounce the ball back because mm. you, you get a, a bit of clarity. What I might do is because I've already kind of done it. Under the off the lead banner, there's the conversations. There's not just the solo ones. There's the one to forty solo ones. Yeah. So maybe the next one will be you know one to ten, and it might take me the the year to do it on a, on motivation. Yeah, but you take but a each topic one of them. Yeah, you take a topic and you fucking produce the shit out of it, mm. and it's that'll help keep you focused back. as well to keep the keep the focus on motivation because like there's loads of times. You've gone off the motivation track. Big so time, you've kind yeah. of gone into what your thoughts are on abortion or different kind of topics where some people who want the motivation go, oh, fuck, I wish you'd just keep on talking about the motivation. That was great. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, that got yeah, me yeah. up. That got me doing 20 press-ups a day or whatever it is. Like, you know, and maybe that's what people need more of is the motivation to kick up the arse. And I think that's 
is what people need is the the kick up the arse that well, it's just it's that know. initial push isn't yeah, it because yeah. after that like if, if you're relying on someone to keep you continuously motivated you're kind of you're kind of fucked yeah but if all you need is the boot out the door for you to kind of do it yourself yeah. and maybe you'll come back for an additional you'll be topping up then yeah so if they can make the initial decision to do whatever they're going to do and then they're still listening to you weekly it's keeping them going it's keeping them motivated and keeping them kind of working like you know it's mad though because the this is the beauty of of having these conversations out loud and with somebody else and I think this is what people are missing from not having people to talk to because I've mulled over in my head what the solo podcasts are how I want to kind of motivate people how I want to provoke conversations and initiate change and do all those things and I've I've thought thought and talked to myself in my own head about this stuff endlessly but I have a five minute conversation with yourself on, on this topic and all of a sudden the, the pieces start falling together yeah. and I think that's what I think that's what people are missing out on But like, and you're having and we have always had these conversations all the time and you still have it all going on in your head all the time so you're already verbalising a lot of your thoughts anyway so you can imagine what people if they have all these thoughts and never not even on a monthly basis have a decent conversation with someone how those thoughts just end up piling up on top of each other all the time and that's yet generally how you would get um anxiety as well like yeah you, know, you, you can't see through yeah. it you're just so gonna... you, you're, you're still experiencing anxiety and and um you know having all these thoughts in your head and getting it straight just by having conversations and you're having conversations all the time <laughs> so yeah 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 you know people who don't have any at all like how you know how much of a need it is for them to you know to verbalize those thoughts and and to speak with people and to converse you know have a conversation and find people that you can have like like-minded discussions with like you know no but big time I, I, I couldn't agree more and i i don't think it's any accident that not only did the two of us start our own businesses but mm. we actually as it happened started them more or less at the same, same time, time yeah. it's because we've been evolving independently together yeah if that yeah, makes sense yeah. you know over time and and it's another really important thing that you mentioned i've said before that you know we don't have a mental health problem we are not sorry we don't have a problem talking about mental health we have a problem talking full stop the benefits of talking is that you know you, you'll clear things in your head and you know you'll be able to make make some fucking progress you'll be able to yeah, kind of well, you make clarity it, it clarifies yeah. what you're thinking in your head like so you you might have a business idea in your mind or you might have a you know, uh, uh, something that you're thinking of doing and you can be thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and then, you know, it's you tell someone, this is what I'm thinking of doing and straight away, yeah, that's it. I, I, now that I've spoken it and I've, I've said it out there, it makes sense, I'm going to do it. So if you're not doing that, if you're not speaking to someone, like, and we've done that, like, you know, both of our businesses, they're not related at all, but not we remotely. know, we know, like, so you're you're saying okay, I'm thinking of expanding into this or reducing the amount of this. We kind of know, like I would know the, the the end benefits of that or the ins and outs. So I wouldn't know the ins and outs of it, but I'd have a good idea. So even just having someone to get, oh yeah, but what about this? Oh yeah, geez, I never thought of that. Yeah, because the know? the essence is still the same. The, yeah. the businesses are entirely; they couldn't possibly be more yeah, different. Yeah. But the essence is the same. And we only spoke about this re- relatively recently. I was on the phone this morning to the company that I buy my boxes from. Mm. And I mentioned to you that I don't speak to them the same way <laughs> that I spoke to them 
two and a half years ago when I started the business because when I rang them up originally it was like uh, hi um, you know what are your minimum order quantities and you know, would you mind if I bought some pr- pr- pretty much <laughs> can, I, can, I, can, I, can I can I please you yeah, know yeah. And now it's, you know, what do you mean my delivery is not going to be here till Wednesday? I need a fucking Tuesday. And if you don't get it here Tuesday, I'm going to another fucking supplier. Mm. And there's that kind of progress and and evolution because you've literally only recently expanded your business by Mm. moving to a much bigger unit. Like, it must be twice the size, if not more, is it? Yeah, twice anyway, yeah, yeah. Tell people who don't know, where are you, Dave? Just behind Supermax on the Navin Road, uh, coming out of Trim or going into Trim. There you go, get the plug in. Trim Retail Park, yeah. Um... So you've done that expansion. As it just so happens, I've had my expansion. My business has practically trebled since the start of the year, and I'm looking to essentially take over what I can of the the microgreen industry in Ireland. How that'll pan out now, I don't know. Maybe mm. I'll be looking for a fucking job in the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm trying to be the commander of my own ship again and kind of mm. take my own advice and uh, do it before someone else does it to me. But anyway. We both did that at around the same time because, again, two and a half odd years in business, you kind of you grow into the role. Mm. Do you know that kind of way you, you it takes mature? A, it takes that amount of time as well to get your foothold and to get your market share. So you have a market share in it, and it usually takes whatever time, but it can take a couple of years anyway to get your foothold in the market and to know the different suppliers and to meet different people and to, to know the different kind of ins and outs of it. And then you're starting over again nearly, like, you know, you're starting yeah. to do new But it's, it's new, that. it's a fresh thing. Yeah, you have yeah. to keep it fresh. Yeah. Like. yeah, like when we moved to the new premises, like all of our overheads came down because I knew that, okay, when we're moving, I can I now have to cancel one contract or finish out another contract and start another. But I had more bargaining power this time. Like So even even with the likes of the electricity, like I knew that, okay, we were on a certain rate, but now we're moving into new premises that I can you know, negotiate at a better rate. And even with the credit card machine, doing the same with that. So you can literally take all of your overheads and be a bit more aggressive with it because you know the market and you know what your expenses are and how much different things are going to cost you. And, you know, you just have a better overall business sense of where your business is going than you did at the very start. But, yeah, it's um, it takes a couple of years to get there. You know? But the, the thing about the business is, though, you, you're constantly monitoring the business. You can't mm. you can't kind of forget about it and just go to work and do your thing because you won't be selling enough bikes or mm. you won't be selling enough fucking microgreens or whatever mm. it is. So you you're constantly focusing on it, you're constantly thinking about it, and you're constantly progressing it, and that's and th- and there's progression. So you're in business two and a half years now. You said you know you not that you became complacent, but you probably got a little bit bored, did you? Where you were, yeah. what you've been doing, yeah. time to expand, time for something yeah. new, th- the same thing essentially, but bigger and better. And I think that business people really benefit from that. But I think that though most people, they don't do that with their own life. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not monitoring it. They're not kind of keeping an eye on the bottom line of their own life like yeah. a business person would. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? So people don't generally know. I put it this way. I would very much doubt that most people would know what percentage of their income goes on food, say, mm. or goes mm. on enjoying themselves, mm. or goes on whatever. But... You know how much you're spending on bikes yeah, and how much yeah. you're selling them for yeah. and what percentage, you know, the light and the heat and the wages make yeah. up of your business. And you're always, you know... But it transfers them, into your personal life as well. Of course like, it so does. You, you can, and your personal life will transfer in as well. Like So you'll take the benefits from what you learn from your business 
into your personal life like so even if you're your electricity bill for your own house like you know you can you know then that you have a bit more bargaining power with them or you know that you know you can kind of shop around and get the the better deals as well you know you just you kind of try and make it work for uh, your personal life as well no big time cause i think it's just so important that you kind of take stock of where you are personally you know, where, 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 and even with your with your work and your life, and just in general, because I think life it flies past people, mm. most ourselves included. Like, but I think should I don't you know. see yourself as a business? So you see your like if you picture your I'm only I'm only thinking out loud now, but yeah, if you yeah. think of yourself as a business, and that you know everything else that you you you're working with is uh, either a supplier or a customer or something like that you know you can kind of build your build yourself up as a business as well to keep on growing yourself as a business you know no absolutely because you you look at your business a fundamentally important part of yours and mine and most businesses is let's say sales so the more sales that you me or any business gets the better so you put things in place to increase sales and that might be a team building exercise for your staff or it could be incentives or or whatever but you'll do things to encourage what makes the business thrive. Yeah. But in your own personal life, you don't really do things no. to encourage, you know, your own life being better. Mm. It's a weird one. But yeah, again, it is, yeah. th- these type of... These I don't think of, you've kind of brought it up as well. You're not, we're not selfish enough with our own lives. Like, we're, you not, know? we're not nearly selfish enough. Yeah. And there's, there's a weird dichotomy there. I think, I think true, true pathological selfishness is the is the way forward to be to be psychopathically <laughs> selfish? I genuinely mean yeah, this. Yeah. If you if I if I want to be the most fulfilled, most happy, most energetic, most you know, be everything that I can be. If I if I want if I truly want that, it means that herself has to have the best life ever. Yeah, and yeah. that my kids have the best yeah. life ever, and that my mom and my brothers and sisters and well, friends are yeah. You won't made. get there if that isn't the case already. Of like, course you, know, you won't. Yeah course you want so that's what i mean when you know pure almost psychopathic selfishness Mm. is 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 a really beneficial thing because i see it all the time um with people who you would call selfless people who are like completely selfless and will bend over backwards to accommodate everybody around them they don't tend to be they certainly don't tend to be people that i would aspire to no, but oftentimes they they would be fulfilled. You know, they're often quite happy. Like you know, they would be. They they are, but there's a weird one there though because they're they doing what they to want to do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that kind of way? They they love being selfless, <laughs> so they're being selfless all the time. So there's a selfishness in being selfish. <laughs> yeah, selfless. Yeah, if that well, if yeah, that kind yeah. of makes sense. Yeah. It's a weird one, but it's just I don't know. It, a t- a topic that it never really comes up. Do you know that kind of way? Like. And when it does come up, it comes up in the form of self-help books and these self-help gurus and these kind of fad things. And like, have you ever, has the idea of my solo podcast, has the element of self-help, have you, you know, <laughs> have you. Sick back at the ready when you usually do. You yeah, know, yeah so sure. the, you kind of, you know when it's going down like, that line. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? It's the, like, I suppose if you were to um, put it into a genre, of a specified list of genres, it would probably it could fit in there. Like you know, I'm glad you said could. It could, yeah, <laughs> but it w- it wouldn't be where it naturally fit. Like you know, I suppose some people would look at it and go, you know, I get a lot of help out of it. Like you know, so it, it could be a self help to someone. You yes. know, it's just yeah, it's um, 
that whole self-help thing kind of has a bad rap, but anything that helps you is self-help in a way. Like, So if you read a book, if you watch a documentary or if you watch a TV series and you get relaxation out of it or you learn yeah, it, something it new, like, that's self-help. Nuclear like, you know? war, but if yeah, you get yeah. a benefit out of it, yeah, absolutely. You know? 100%. But it's, it's funny that you said the, the genre because... I've been I've been thinking what does off the league kind of fit into as mm. as a genre, and I don't know if it's if it's something new. It certainly doesn't seem to pigeonhole into something because it could be self help, you know. But I don't think it's it fits snugly into no. the self help category. And I'm talking about off the lead generally, not yeah. just the solo ones, but the, the likes of this conversation. Mm. Like, what does this fall into? Mm. Like, is it is it <laughs> entertainment? Is it philosophy? Is yeah. it culture? Is it because on well, it's great that you can't pigeonhole it as well. Like you know, it's yeah, not anthem. That is like, kind of cool. just is what it is. Like it's just a conversation. Like and that's if you're having the same conversation with people all the time as well. You're again, you know, you're not getting the point then either. Like you know, you should be having varied conversations with various people all the time and not having the same sort of conversation with people because you're not going to learn that in there either. You're not going to develop yourself or you're not going to, you know, improve yourself or. It's it's funny though that you, again this is just coming out in the wash now as we're kind of batting the ball back and forth. But none of the conversations have been remotely the same, have they? No, no. Even the two with um, Anthony Murphy, yeah, the, with the, the totally same guy, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And like it's and it's high time the likes of Beef and that come back on as well. Like, Big I think time. He's yeah. going to be home in the summer again. So get him on. I know Paul will will want to be on. Like get those conversations and it'd be great for the listeners as well like, oh yeah I know Paul like that'd be yeah, great to yeah, get him yeah, on again yeah. he, I wonder what he's doing how's that documentary going or, or how did Beef get on in Berlin like that and just to, to get that, that as well out, you know, that'd yeah. be great but um, but there's a cool thing about the idea of let's say Beef and, and Paul coming on the second time when they come they kind of sit down and I, I would imagine they'll be kind of leaning forward a little bit more yeah, going, you yeah, know, yeah. you're going to hit record yet or yeah. what? As opposed to the first time when it was all a bit kind of awkward, yeah. and, you know. Because even even having you here, it's been refreshing for me because, like, you've been in that seat fucking a hundred times yeah, before, yeah, like, yeah. Um, talking all sorts of fucking crazy <laughs> shit that was and was Oh, we've recorded. solved all world's problems we, in this yeah, place. <laughs> ten times fucking over. But that's been refreshing for me because for the most part, when somebody comes on, irrespective of what they might sound like on the recording, they're all kind of shitting it a little. Yeah, Because yeah, they don't yeah, yeah. know and it's all a bit weird. And even yeah. the setup in here is weird. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to I'd love to see where we're sitting now, this little kind of quote-unquote studio that I've built. I'd love to see it with fresh eyes. I'd love to walk in it's the door new. and have never seen it before. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck would you yeah. think it was at all? Like, the way it's dug out into the ground yeah. and it's gravel and it's... The TV know, there. The TV and the... The cables and the lights, and it's just—it's all a bit kind of weird, like, yeah. um, yeah, it's 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 you know it's hard to get it's what's that uh, saying? Me that loves me little sayings. You don't get a second chance at the oh, is it? You don't first impression. That's the one. Yeah, you don't get a second chance at a first impression. But um, now it's mad now, and I'm looking forward to getting whatever the next round will be of solo episodes mm. because I think doing almost like a motivational album. 10 five minute solo podcasts that have been you know produced and a lot of thought has gone into it and you know there's a real start middle and an end yeah and doing that with motivations there and then doing another one maybe fucking do a series of poems or fucking mm. raps or something anything don't neglect the um the conversations though 
Like, oh I, no, I the, like, like the, the guests. Yeah. Oh no, no yeah. attention. No. That's that's where the real learning is, anyways. Right. Is, yeah, is okay. Yeah, you yeah. need that back and forth. Yeah. You can't yeah, have one saying. without yeah, the other. Yeah, like, yeah. like the solos. Um, yeah, like with a bit more structure, I suppose. I think there'd be with it with a topic in mind and just covering. You might it might take you five or six, one hours to. You know, do a good motivational twenty uh, minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, you know that'll be that'll be great. Um, but the conversations I think are where people get the most kind of meaning from, and just listening to people have conversations is is huge. Like you know, and the uh, the solo ones, I know, like even from listening to like Sam Harris's ones, like a lot of his solo ones are okay as well. But I much prefer his um, conversations with people, like you know, yeah. And does I'd he say do you solo ones? He does a few, yeah. Well, he mightn't do a full one. It might be the start of, you know, the way he kind of introduces someone. He might talk for a good half an hour. An, yeah, it'd be a half an hour monologue, with, yeah, which yeah. could essentially be a, a solo podcast yeah. in its own right. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Which do you prefer? Which do you get the most out of the conversations? Uh, yeah, but that, that was a tentative yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just because I found the solo ones to be so so beneficial. Yeah. Like it's it's been mad. They've really put you out of your comfort zone. Big they? time, yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and even not just recording them, but learning from the ones that that didn't go live because of something that I said. Or um, one thing that's it's made me acutely aware of is is my mu- is my mood on a day to day basis. Mm. Just my general awareness of what kind of humor I'm in, because. Like herself might say to me, you know, did you do a solo podcast today? And I kind of look at her as if to say, are you fucking for real? You know, today. You expected me to do one today. And, you know, when, you know, your fucking, your blood pressure is through the yeah, roof yeah, and you've yeah. just been stressed. And, but it's not until she says it that you kind of go, oh, yeah, there's no way I could have done one today. Or yeah, yesterday, for yeah, that matter. Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't done one in the last week for a fucking good reason because I've been stressed out in my stressed, head. And yeah, yeah. it's not until that you have something like that that you kind of... Because we're not really aware of our mood on a on a on a on a, no, minute, unless, on a minute by minute basis. You're you're particularly good. I think I think you're well above average on being aware of, okay, of yeah. what you're using. I was just like. going to say like that's well that's kind of that's mindfulness, isn't it? That's like, exactly that's what it is. Yeah. Into a box like, but I like I would be. I try to anyway try and be aware of how I'm feeling all the time. Like you know, and I can and I know the difference between elation and happiness and in between all there as well like so I'm not if I'm not if I'm not feeling great I'll often I just sit down for 10 minutes and go right what the fuck how come I'm not feeling great and then I'll be like okay I haven't gone out on the bike for a week or I haven't run for a week or I'm, I'm working too hard or I'm thinking too much about this and just kind of knowing okay I can pull back from that or so- sort that out whatever I'm thinking about sort that out and put it away and, and kind of go right is that worth the time that I'm thinking about it or is it not and, and kind of try and box it off but the um, knowing where you kind of sit on, on the scale of happiness nearly you know to kind of to, yeah, know, to know where you are on, to know like, that there is a scale or like, something yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know replace happiness with you know uh, I don't know fucking sadness or, sadness or, or fulfillment or, whatever, or fucking whatever like Jesus there like for, it's been a long winter and I, I had three weeks in Australia so my summer my um, winter has been broken up but fuck me it was a hard winter there for everybody just so dark so cold so fucking miserable still is it's, it's a lot better oh, in the last course, couple of weeks yeah, yeah. but 
and you can see like the leaves are coming on the trees evenings are a lot longer people are out walking everyone's so much ha- and we're so we kind of forget how how far north we are Big here time, that we yeah. get like the winter is a hard time here and we're nearly expected to go through the winter the same as you do the summer and expected to be the same and expected to you know have the same sort of level of happiness like i remember actually it was uh it was the end of last summer i think it was and i was, I was feeling shitty and i was like i don't i couldn't really understand why like and I wasn't thinking enough about it. And then a song came on that was really big in the summer. And I was like, oh, no way. Remember that song? And I was thinking about the summer then. I was like, fuck, that was a great summer. Weather-wise. And everything was just great. Like, And then I looked outside and it was pissing rain. It was dark. It was dreary. I think it was coming into October. So it was an early winter. And like, what had a huge effect on everyone's kind of personality and, and how they were feeling from a day-to-day basis is the weather and the brightness and the darkness of the days. Like, it's, it's huge. And to put... If you know that, it's not so bad. It's like, why am I feeling so bad? Like, it's been really shitty now the last few months. I don't know why it is. But if you can go, oh, yeah, me, it's the weather. Look, sure, everything's dark outside and it's it's not nice to go out. And I haven't walked my dog in a week because it's pissing rain every morning. And I know I love doing that and she loves that and stuff like that. Like, if the weather gets in the way and you kind of know that, it makes it a bit easier to kind of know why you're not feeling great or why you are feeling good you know oh no big time you see it in you see it in just day to day encounters that you might have with people in shops mm. you, you know you'll get a more you'll get more of a alright from your man behind the counter if it's sunny outside yeah, so in that kind yeah. of way there's a massive difference and we said at the, at the outset I think of this conversation that we've become Irish people have become very very western very mini American say yeah and uh, I think that when we're in the depths of winter in Ireland, we're watching American programs and we're seeing the sunshine and the lights just went out. <laughs> Does that mean your electricity's gone? I think the power just went, yeah. yeah. But we're okay here because we're yeah. on the... Uh, we're on the battery there. We're on the battery, the and laptop. we have beautiful candles. We do. We have the scented camera, uh, cameras. We have the scented candles because for those of you listening that don't know, I don't have a sense of smell. And this tunnel that we're in is a little bit too close to my septic tank for me to <laughs> just assume that it doesn't smell bad. So I have a big extractor fan and a load of candles in here pretty much all the time. But um, yeah, it, it I think just got really windy and windy, oh, windy and rainy outside. So it might have the electricity might have gone. Yeah, it's a strange one. But um, that won't stop us. From they won't stop us. They're trying to cut us off. They are. You'll never stop you. <laughs> <laughs> You never take me alive. Brightest <laughs> mic of my cold dead <laughs> fingers. Uh, but it's bad because you we were just literally talking about the weather yeah, when the fucking yeah, yeah. the power went. And but the Western countries and following America, maybe. Yeah, yeah. CIA Trump is are onto fucking, us now. Yeah, exactly. They're fucking earwig in our conversations. But um, yeah, I think a big part of why we forget how far north we are is because we don't live in Ireland really we live in America yeah we do watch too much American TV far, and far too much and even the news mm. and just everything's kind of America centric and you know we we like you a lot of the people that you see on telly are American so they either have a tan or they're famous and are, are on telly so they're make make up up and yeah, all the rest yeah. of it and I don't know it's just even t- like stuff that's set in like California or Hollywood lectures Twenty degrees there every day, like of in the height yeah. of, of the winter, like so it looks great, and everyone there is really happy because the weather's really course, happy. So you're kind of going, "Why they're happy all the time, and I'm feeling shitty all the time?" And you know, what's why is that? Like, and you know, you kind of look outside and you're like, "No, you're living in Ireland, man. It's a totally different place and a different 
hemisphere and different yeah, yeah. everything. Like, you know, it's just... Because we, we don't we don't really prepare for the winter either. No, we, not, and we used but to. But we would have. Yeah, of course yeah. we would have. Because we lived in Ireland. Yeah. But now but we've we, had we some, live in America a little. We've had some very mild winters as well. Like, I remember, like, in... Because obviously the weather affects our business massively. So I remember... the Both l- our businesses. Yeah. The winter before last... I remember it was very, very mild still into late November. And then I remember Paddy's day was sunny and, and people were out drinking. And it was a short kind of winter. It was only a few months and the weather kind of got a bit brighter and better from then on. But since uh, early October last year and what would it be now? We're kind of coming into we're May now. So it's only getting a little bit better now. That's a long winter. Like that's a long time to, you know, like not have prepared for it and like Jesus Christ how many storms have we had and snowstorms and all sorts yeah. like you know and we just haven't had the um, I think from next year people might be a bit more prepared for it and prepared for a bad winter but I think mentally you have to prepare for winter you know or else you'll yeah you'll me- mentally mad, you know? have to kind of in in your mind you have to pile up a big pile of sticks. Like, you know, you have to chop the wood and pile yeah. the sticks and clean the chimney and... Because you physically don't need to do that anymore. So I exactly. think... Exactly. You, you your mind has to do that. And like we've kind of done... we And we've spoke about it before. You kind of have to find hardship as well to kind of... To know when it's good as well. Like So we've often gone um, camping and, you know, fishing for, for a night and you'd be just out, out under the stars. But being prepared for all sorts of weathers there that's what makes it kind of doable then you know yeah and not even know like the last time we went uh, what was the <laughs> Storm Brian <laughs> <laughs> orange war was it an orange warning orange up there wind the and rain warning and we were up in the top of a mountain up in, in between three forests we managed to find <laughs> <laughs> but the, the cool thing about that excursion was we didn't even know where we were going and we no. pretty much got completely lost immediately I mean, yes, absolutely. We nearly died, you know, two hundred <laughs> yards away from my van, like. But, uh, but the but the cool thing about that was, and the kind of the sleeping semi rough, like you're in a tent, but you're on a tent on the ground, and there's the fuck. Whoa, whoa that's bright, bright in here. <laughs> fuck me, the lights are back. But uh, in a tent in a sleeping bag on the ground, like you know. Pr- yeah, exactly. So you appreciate your fucking king size bed mm, when you come home, mm. and you know you the open shower the fridge, when you get home, the shower, like, class, like. Yeah. Like even when we were building this place or doing it up, so that um, I did up my house and moved in with my mum and we moved back when the, all the building was finished and that. But we moved in before it was kind of ready, so we had this uh, the electric shower in here. It's just it's a shitty electric shower, like most electric showers, and we were using that for like a month or two before the the kind of the power shower uh, was up and running. But even now, like that was over a year ago, even now I get into the power shower and I'm kind of reminded of how <laughs> shit the other one is. And you need yeah, that. like, yeah. And I think these days... But I don't think we do that for the winter now. So we've everyone loves the summer. like, And I love the summer. Like it's just... I, I've named my first girl summer because like, it's just... It is the best time of year for me that everything comes to life. Like, you know, and it, everything's so... Life is everywhere then, all around you. Like, And then all of a sudden then... And it, it, sometimes it is all of a sudden winter's here and we haven't prepared for it at all like you know so if you haven't prepared for it you're kind of nearly hoping that oh it's going to get better soon again and then it doesn't and then there's another three months into it and you're like oh no it's going to be a good couple of months now it's going to be sunshine it's going to be weather it's going to be good and it doesn't come so if you haven't prepared for it I think you're you're 
both mentally and physically not ready for the winter. It's going to take its toll on you. Big time. Um, so I think we need to, and it's hard for us as well in Ireland because there aren't generally drastic changes between our um, our seasons. So you don't really know when the the winter uh, summer is ending and the winter is beginning. So you, sometimes you can't prepare for it. But if you can can say batten down the hatches or or do the uh, gathering the sticks for the fire and all that sort of stuff if you can prepare for the winter I think people will be ready to take it on a bit better you know no absolutely and, and as you so rightly put even if that even if battening down the hatches and chopping up the wood and getting the coal in even if that's just in your head mm. do you know that kind of way just mentally kind of preparing yourself because I think what happens is we don't do that we suffer in the consequence we get a bad summer yeah, and then it's it's almost like you're in a fucking perpetual winter. Yeah, but all the time you're looking at the telly, and it's a perpetual summertime on the telly. Yeah, yeah. and like we don't even have winter clothes for the most no, part. No, no, that's and the people get sick then, you know, and people have been everyone has been sick this year for long times. Like usually you'd have a cold for a week or whatever. People are having it now for a couple of like five or six weeks, and it goes, and then people are getting it now again because we had some good weather, and it's gone shitty again. Like you know, so yeah, the weather hugely influences people's. Uh, psyche here massively like you know yeah no I couldn't agree more Um, but in relation to the, the podcast again because I'm keen to kind of mm. I don't know I, 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 it's it's a weird one there's 101 million different things that I want to talk to you about but and the reason I keep bringing it back to the podcast is because you you're the first guest that I've had on that has listened to them all mm. so you're the first person that I can really kind of talk to about it and you were there from well before the start mm. like um, one thing that I'm keen to stop doing or, or do more of depending on what way you look at it is I'm, I'm loving this because, I'm loving this one with you because this is a, what I would call a conversation yeah, yeah. I haven't interviewed you I haven't oh yeah and it's flowed in different tangents and we've yeah. spoken about a hundred like, different like normal conversations go yeah. exactly exactly um, and I think I'm going to follow not intentionally, but I think I'm, I have already, and I intend to continue to follow Joe Rogan's example. I think that's why he doesn't get on celebrities as such because he he, he could get his them. pick of anyone yeah, really, yeah. like yeah, yeah. But he'd end up interviewing them, and he doesn't want to do that. And you know, like if he's in, he doesn't want to interview people, so he's not going to get someone on that he has to interview. Like he's got a couple on who must have thought it was going to be an interview, and initially would have started off as a an interview and then after a while he's really good at like bringing it into a conversation like that one that you've listened to a good few times and kind of brought it up um, Guy Ritchie yes like that kind of started off as a bit of a an interview like going you know, on about his movie yeah, and whatever yeah, else, the, yeah. and then they, they parked that and then the real kind of conversation happened like you know because that's it's funny because we were saying the, we were saying about getting the likes of Beef and Paul and that any mm. of the, the past mm. guests on again I think the people that I've interviewed if I got them on the second time, there wouldn't be an interview because you've had them on already. They've been on. They've yeah. told their story. Now, there's now we can have the conversation. Yeah, kinda, true. Yeah. In a sense, you have to interview certain people before you can have a conversation with mm. them, especially if you don't fucking know them. Yeah. If I don't know them and the people listening, you know, don't know well, them. Yeah, I suppose you need to know what their interests are, what they're doing, yeah, well, what, what their, their kind of shtick are. is. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's another thing I think that people would benefit from either coming on to this platform or even just having a conversation with their fucking mates it's to find out it's to find it's to find out what they're like 
you know that kind of way to find out what their what their views are on different things because I think that's like the abortion referendum has been brilliant and so was the the equality referendum they have people kind of thinking politically in a, in a sense yeah it's it's a it has provoked conversations it has like, you know, yeah, and it really debates has. and you know people will give their views and on on whatever it is and that in itself is, is a good thing like you know because I think a lot of people if you ask them you know what's your view on on gun control because it doesn't really affect us here they're probably going to go out oh, for the most part they're going to say oh, I don't really have one but when you start kind of poking and digging a little bit deeper mm. they do have an opinion and you on don't everyone has an opinion on everything oh man. yeah 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 whether they realize it or not yeah but you don't want to do that like so if you're just meeting someone for the first time you don't want to start digging at them saying what's your thing so you kind of get the interview done and then the next time then when you know them a bit better you can start digging into really what their thoughts are on on all topics yeah no big time no, absolutely um Dave, listen, we've just done over the two-hour mark. You'll definitely be got back in again. Um, who's next? Or just on a, a kind of a final note. Well, before do the plug for this for the the shop. Oh yeah, before um, you go, Spun Cycle Spun Run on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, and we're based in just outside Trim on the Navan Road, uh, going into Trim just behind Supermax there. So drop in. We've uh, good set up there, and come in and drop in for a coffee and a chat. And if it wasn't made clear already, you run that with past guest and friend of the show, Graham, Graham Mack and yeah. Moon Spoon. Has he got that and planned, you know? Yeah, he's a lot of stuff planned. Yeah, I won't go into too much, but um, I know he's an Ironman anyway in September and he's a couple other things coming up before that. But follow the page. Come on onto the shop page. He keeps everything up to date there. 100%. Spun cycles for all your running and cycling needs yes yeah dave thanks for coming on officially finally finally yeah yeah we won't leave it as long now next time no we won't we'll definitely get you back on and we have to get your brother as well get on to fucking tony i've mentioned him a couple of times now he has to get his ass on yeah and uh thanks again bro cool no worries cheers